0: Don't you remember what it was like when you first discovered you were a mutant? Magneto,
1: Professor X.
2: The X-Men.
3: so the spell of manure sits lightly in the air. An owl hoots. There are more sounds, stranger sounds, coming from the graveyard over the hill. The ground is wet and slick. If you were to run, you'd slip. The graves themselves, misshapen and forgotten, except for four, where the mounds are still fresh dirt, and the sounds are coming from them. The corpses come into focus, and oh no, it's the undead, real-alive hosts of Hated and Feared? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> Pulling her skull back together It's Holly Howdy With two worms wiggling out of his Shoulders we have Janos Now Holding his tongue in his hand The tongue is miming like a mime That's five inches tall But it's a tongue moving around And for each thing it mimes Kiwi's voice can be heard How are you doing Kiwi
2: Um oh, okay I hope <laughs> I don't know, is that a specific thing?
0: <laughs> Doing less good after we heard that. <laughs> and finally, the one with no bones. That's right, I'm <laughs> Nick. <laughs>
3: uh,
4: Thank you. Good. Nick you is you writing welcome.
0: RPF about like us like dying <laughs> and coming back.
4: Being dead and coming back from the dead.
3: I I wanted I wanted to just take advantage of the situation, you know, <laughs> the the dead X
0: Men cover. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Oh cover. yeah,
2: the the fake out cover too.
0: Yeah, I, they didn't really show that in the comic. The
3: my theory was right cover, and only for my theory to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: The, um, the Dazzler says explicitly Your theory was wrong <laughs> Like
4: <laughs> Dazzler turns to the camera And tells Nick No that's not what happened
3: It's cool I think it's better probably for it <laughs> I liked the
4: theory it was
0: good
3: Yeah it was fun And that's like all they have to be <laughs> What was your
0: theory again?
3: Uh, that, that like all mutants were gonna be immortal, like a really like oh. story-breaking theory. That was never <laughs> gonna happen. Although yeah. specifically, you did you did have true.
4: really good reasons for those. I had powerful evidence, but it was yeah. all
3: pretty circumstantial. So it's the thing is, it's like
4: technically yes, your evidence is pulling from like a, a decades-long history of comics and then finding the like common thread. But like th- that shit also happens all the time in comics.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, I'm gonna start a new theory about how Steve Fox listens to our our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, if you do, I totally paid for all of those
2: issues. Fuck, <laughs> 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 I love you whatever, the, um, Dark the Dark X-Men X-Man. trade when it comes out. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> I did uh, buy, I do have, uh, I have paid for a Department of Truth tra- tra- Trade Paperback Part 1 which he was an editor, so. Um, giving him some money. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Two cents somewhere,
0: <laughs> like... <laughs> I like your editing work you do for James and <laughs> That's such a shitty...
3: Oh, I'm editing all of this out, don't worry. <laughs>
0: that will be <laughs> such a funny in. thing it's to fine. go up to. <laughs> go yeah.
3: up to...
4: You're, you're, you're at a signing and you bring along Department of Truth Volume 1. And it's like, hey man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you write your own stuff now, but I really enjoyed your earlier work as an editor for another guy. I, I like oh what your God.
0: friend wrote. <laughs> And you you did, he also like, did like thank you? <laughs> they did a uh, Steve Fox and James Tynion did like a horror anthology together or some shit um, mm. I could have gotten that one but
2: I don't think feel like it. this is some like it, it, people used to go up to Chip Zdarsky with like everybody else's comics to get him to sign them <laughs> <Yeah. I've known laughs> not his comics ever
0: yeah I'm, I'm just kind of everybody. do that I mean that's uh, Chips Darsky is the kind of guy who invites that bit yeah. to be yeah. done to yeah. him,
2: and uh, yeah, he was always a good sport about it. I feel like yeah.
3: The other reason I uh, think he listens to our podcast is because he brought up MicroMax in the in the <laughs> X Men Mondays uh. this week. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, to was... the most bullshit circumstantial possible. I mean, but that would at
0: <laughs> least like line up with the timeline because I feel like this has these these comics have been written like before we started uh, talking about them. So, uh, but the X Men Monday should have been like recently.
3: They explicitly say in the X Men Monday this week that it was written before we started this podcast. So... Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe some some of the question askers at X Men Monday were listening to us, you know. In which case, if you like, <laughs> if you write into like uh, Aipt to ask uh, to ask questions, like why not shout us out?
4: <laughs> why not?
0: I heard what a theory we... on the Hated and Feared podcast. Can you confirm <laughs> it? <laughs>
2: They definitely just edit that out, right? The oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just <laughs> yeah. not gonna- they're No just free not gonna, advertising.
0: Yeah, either they <laughs> cut it out, or they're just not gonna, like, just filter out the whole question.
3: Or they, like, reverse search my email back to- oh.
4: <laughs> They do some hacker shit on you.
3: Why don't I just start emailing them questions from the hated and feared email? <laughs> <laughs> X-Men that's fan hated one. X-Feared says. There you go. That's
4: Gorilla Mark. I don't
3: think that would lead anyone to search no. for our podcast. No. So I think it would no. just be no a waste of my time. <laughs> um I
4: I have a segue from this into talking about X-Men 30. Okay. Let's go. Um we don't have the kind of clout to have a character named after us in a story, uh, to to say a little quote. Um I wish I could remember the quote, but uh <laughs> Dr. Goldsmith says something that Connor Goldsmith of Cerebro says in X-Men thirteen. Oh.
2: oh. I did not pick that
1: yeah.
2: up. Yeah, I did not register or Noticed that name even.
4: Um, I don't know why I did. I'll be honest, but it's it. it I, I went and looked at Connor Goldsmith's Instagram. Oh, I that and that has it, to it, be intentional. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, he was on there being like, "Hell yeah," N- name dropped. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Cerebro's newest episode is six hours on a character I have never heard of, and, uh... (laughs) Yeah, same. Like, what's going on there?
2: (laughs) Those are the best episodes.
0: The
3: thing is, normally you've heard at least about them on a previous episode of Cerebro.
2: Yeah, that's
0: true.
2: (laughs) I I think I might know that name.
0: Kandra, right? Kendra. Maybe, maybe I'm X-Men. wrong, man. There's not even it's not even like a suggested search thing. Yeah, she was like she's like in the Gambit series, like in the nineties, a character. Anyway, this I mean this uh, is genuinely worth cutting about out because uh, just shit talking no, uh, Cerebro episodes I haven't listened to. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm just so annoyed by like. By him making the episodes that long, because, like, I, I know how draining it is to record and then edit a long podcast episode. Uh, yeah, just, I, it like, doesn't
3: seem like you really, when you're covering a character like that, I don't think
0: you need to make an episode that's five hours. I wouldn't want to, like, if I, if, if I had the type of podcast that has guests on, like, that's just such a nightmare to me to torture them for six hours. <laughs>
4: It feels if it, it seems reciprocated from the guests. To the yeah, it's yeah. just Like
3: they're they're in on it. Like they want to be yeah. there for a long time. Like that's part they, of the deal with the show now. I think is the thing. Yeah, it's and that's more unfortunate for like his life schedule than anything else. <laughs> probably.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, X Men Thirty. I guess um, we're in
4: Duggan Corner. We're in. Uh, a, a, yeah. a highly sexual duck and corner. <laughs> You're okay? like kidding A
3: horny week across the board, though, because it was also horny in Resurrection of Magneto. Matt, oh, I just okay. realized, uh,
2: like getting a little ahead, my first line of the Invincible Iron Man summary is Emma and Tony fuck because Tony had a bad dream. And literally, for X Men, it could be Cyclops and Jean <laughs> fuck in a bad dream. Yeah. Like, it's... it's the same.
1: X-Men! X-Men
4: 30. Written by Jerry Duggan, art by Fulnato. Psychops has another dream about Gene, and a psychologist um, the, is blackmailed into giving him a clean bill of health for the Sham Orcus trial. Star and Iron Man meet up to plan the invasion of Earth by mutant forces. Sink and Talon try to take a biohacking bomb from the high evolutionary which they hope to use to undo the Cohen medicine kill switch. But Talon is killed. Sink uses Gene's power to keep Talon's consciousness alive within him. This, this is some comic books. Yeah,
0: this. this is a comic. This is so... I mean, it, this, this, this this, should not exist. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> put put Noto's <laughs> talent somewhere else. Like...
4: Uh, like
2: um... you, you had Phil, Mo- Phil Noto draw a book, and you made him draw gold goblin. Like <laughs> fuck off! Don't do that to him.
4: He, he
0: Just does dragging gold whole... goblin here. Yeah, do don't don't note. don't drag all that Spider Man shit into uh into the X Men comic. Okay,
4: okay, hold on. I'm gonna start with um a positive note. Uh, when Jean says uh, I am the fire with like a sort of like manic grin with bright white between her eyes like that's great yeah that's cool yeah. It's, it's really <sighs> cool I, I think the dream sequence in this place works a lot better than the old west dream sequence did uh, and in yeah part, cause there's
0: less like, captions on it.
4: <laughs> it there's less captions on it and uh, like Donato, gorgeous gorgeous art of of these characters um, um, uh my my next positive note is like quite a lot further in the issue um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the art is consistently really good
0: um
1: yeah
0: i have okay I have some. How
3: do you? I have do a, we, I, have a, very weird, I, have a I have a weird. <laughs> what?
0: Oh, can do we, you want to was... talk about the other positive thing before we talk about? I mean, I have. a No, I have no. Like We're talking about your weird thing. I have a mixed. This is just a weird complaint I have. Is why is there a page in it showing Sink and Talon as a tarot card? Um. Other than I wanted Phil Notto draw, to draw that.
1: Um, <laughs> well,
3: weren't there some tarot that's shit something earlier? That you should, what? Like when? a while
0: ago? I don't know. <laughs> we, like we putting have... in tarot cards of characters is something that if you do that, you gotta do that like 12 issues straight or like however many cards there are. I don't know. I'm not a tarot guy. Uh,
4: I think it's 12 for
0: the major arcana. yeah do it for all the characters and have a page for them like all of them but like to do that like this prominently as a page and not like, not like as the cover of the issue right because that would be cool just like make Phil Noto draw like the variant cover that's that that's cool but like having that in and then also referring to them as the lovers as the tarot card like sometimes In the issue, it's just so goofy. It's just... It just feels like so much of Jerry Duggan's writing, like, same shit with the captions that are, like, all over. Like, it feels like he does things that you'd have to do, like, a bit more purposefully to make them work.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I kind of, like, I I wish the lover's card wasn't so huge because Phil Noto's style is, like, so simplistic like not simplistic but it is like simple in but a, it is in like sense, simplified you know, even straightforward. for straightforward like, it's a simple of a realistic yeah. depiction yes. of people um and like on top of that the the tarot card styling like flattens yeah. out the image um and so i think it it being a full page spread kind of takes away from like the mystique of using that style versus, like, maybe having it be within, like, the story itself as something, like, Mm -hmm. a little smaller.
0: I mean, if it was within the story, it would, like, have a purpose, right?
3: I don't know. Like, I just, like, think the way their nudity is covered up is super fucking awkward, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It is is quite funny to me. Sink just has a diaper on. Sink has a diaper on. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll have to talk about let's let's put a pin into talking about nudity and uh, yeah, uh, rated stuff we'll later on because I have a few <laughs> notes. Uh, like, I mean, it's gonna be like not even in the way that uh, I guess it's gonna be a returning theme. Uh, We're going to today, which the fine. Nudity later. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, for me, Phil Noto drawing this tarot card like wins out over its like relative purposelessness in the wider part of this story. I, I do just enjoy the visual enough to to to, to accept it.
3: <laughs> I think I just didn't like the tarot card, personally, and that's why I didn't want it to and We'll be talking about more tarot cards later. Yes, it's the only thing in the issue, though, that I think, like, I don't like the art of, you know? Um, that's fine. I, I do like... Like the set building around the main story in here, I just don't feel like their journey to the high evolutionary itself was exciting enough to like carry me through. Like, I like the bit with Cyclops at the beginning, I like the bit with Firestar and Dr. Stasis, and I kind of like the twist at the end. I, I want to see where it goes before I like judge it, I guess. The, the, um, the but thing I. Where- not seeing what happens to her on screen, I think sucks a bit. I wish I, I wish we could have seen it. Maybe we will in like another issue, but probably.
2: Well, not. we we kind of <laughs> did see it. It just was two pages after we thought we'd seen it. Um, which I don't know. And the thing where they just show up on Counter Earth, and there's like one panel of them beating people up, and being like, "Well, maybe there's rebels we can team up with." And then the next panel is like well here are the rebels we can team up with is like did you just have like two pages that got cut out there or something it, probably
3: probably. it feels so <laughs> this, clunky this, this one's just rushed is really what it feels uh, like it's
2: like and then d- there's I really hate the like karma's a bitch next panel man I really hate using karma's power it's <laughs> like terrible so bad yeah. Gonna, i don't know
3: that that's an editorial thing for sure they're like they're not gonna know who karma is and every x fan is like i would die for karma
2: i just <laughs> i know that's we've we've been saying stuff like that for a while but i just <laughs> think when like X-Men Red and Immortal X-Men exist or, like, um, you know, whatever, yeah. Resurrection and Rise yeah. now. I guess we're,
3: I'm making I the don't assumption that, that they that treat anymore. the books differently based on, like, whether or not they're one of the main names, which is probably not a fair assumption of me to be making. Like, if mm. we're being honest. Yeah, I just...
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I think... I don't know, if a writer with, like, more confidence were writing, like, the the main x-book this wouldn't like a yeah you know no, like you can't fair. you can pin down some things on editorial intervening yeah but like yeah there's no like you know when graham morrison wrote the x-man like yeah was...
3: actually you know you guys are very right i'm very <laughs> wrong on this one. <laughs> I, or, like, I don't, even I don't more think you are,
2: but i wrote think it, like, right? like i i think there's a degree where i i just I'm I'm stopping accepting that as like the be all end all. <laughs> like I do think that's a factor. Yeah. For sure. Yes. But okay. I just like when it's happening every issue and it's not happening in the other stories, it's more frustrating here.
0: Speaking mm-hmm. of happening what's happening in every issue, we got another <laughs> another case of like really beautiful visual storytelling across four panels that is ruined by captions uh i'm talking about the page that comes right after the lover's tarot card or we just have these four panels of them slowly aging like that would be so much more impactful if it was like completely silent like if it wasn't yeah, constantly for narrated.
4: Sure. yeah
0: and it's not like something that no comic has ever done like it's a, this is like tried and true things of comics to have like a page like this where you're just kind of like supposed to you know remember that yeah they were aging over a long time like it's not it's not a completely new like uh, visual storytelling thing that you really need like a lot of handholding to
3: it's something that came up in this book in this story like yeah yeah it happened yeah. in this series it's not from X-Men 99 1400 years ago
2: yeah. Um, his, the, the art is really, really good, though. I just the art, <laughs> the
3: art, the art makes it worth it to me in the, at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just fucking wish I don't know how busy his schedule is. But one thing I've been thinking about for a while is that why isn't there like well none of the X books I think currently uh, or like for, for for the past while like I, I I feel like the last like X book that had like a really strong visual like artistic identity that was like different from the Marvel House style that wasn't just like the Marvel House style done really well which is like what uh, the current like which is what Lucas Wernack is or which is what Arby Silva is right like that's the Marvel House style like at its best but a book that had a clear visual identity is different from everything else the last one i can remember was uh rod rice doing new mutants like those you know that book looked completely different than everything else and it was like rod rice's art was like at least as much uh, a factor of like why the book was good than like Vitayala. um and we have a ton of that in DC currently, like, not to keep bringing that up, but, like, they have, like, books that are, like, artist-led, almost, in a way, uh, that, like, you know, look different from the common style, has, like, mostly continuous artists. Like, why doesn't Phil Noto has, has, have, like, one of those? Like, he's one of, he's the most distinct, like, artist that works at Marvel. I think, I think the ultimate line is kind of doing that, right? Like, with with Pichu Moko doing yeah. um, doing Ultimate X-Men and even like Marco Cacetto on, on Spider-Man is like distinct enough. So, you know, they can do artist-led books but it's... Yeah, yeah it's not seems... like feeling a distinct visual identity on any of these currently.
4: Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, would love to see more artist-led books in general and as, as you've said, like there is... There is more of that over at DC at the moment. And obviously, even more of that in the independent comic scene.
3: But, uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I yeah. feel like if, I, I think if Phil Notto had one, like that would be such an instant buy. Like,
3: yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I would love to just honestly read parts of this book for sure with just the art on the page. You know, like even the conversation I think that Sink and Talon have at the end. Of the book, like this really impactful scene, like of sync revealing to Talon what happened, like yeah, most of that dialogue could even be cut, and there's not even that much of it
4: mm. um yeah, so to to talk about the little twist at the end, or quite big twist, uh as it turns out um the the short fight scene we don't get to see uh was short because. Sink and Talon got beaten by the High Evolutionary, and then the High Evolutionary vaporizes
1: Talon. Yeah. I think. Um. Uh. And and uh. Sink downloads Talon uh into into his
4: head. Um. And as I said, R. I. P. Talon. I guess. I. I don't know. I don't know. What I think about this
0: particularly.
3: Like a soft bridge.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know where the fuck this is gonna go. I don't even know how to, like, judge it yet. I think. In retrospect,
0: (laughs) like, now that we got to this point, uh, it seems so obvious that Talon is not gonna stick around to the next era of X-Men. Like,
1: the.
0: (laughs) I guess. Well, let's let's save that for the X-Force discussion, but I think there's something in X-Force that is also similarly, yeah, okay, that's yeah, what they were yeah, going to do. Big,
3: a big one. <laughs> a blue furry one.
2: Yeah, I it, it's kind of like a, a fun idea, but it feels, you know, as we said about a bunch of stuff, it feels weird to have it happening now. Um like as in the middle of the big war, and like, um, I guess it's you know it might just lead to you know, sink being distracted at key moments or some shit like that, or some weird, you know, him turning into her because he absorbs someone else's power that lets him do that, or you know, it just yeah, and it the, it's so weird that he comes back and he's just like no everything's fine don't worry about the other person who came with us who's not here anymore um she just popped out for smokes like what
0: i think it also kind of sucks that this like twist is executed by like a really like sh- by, by like a really stupid like caption like it's uh they have the fight and it says and it was often the case with Think and tell and it was a short fight, and that, that's supposed to be like, oh, you interpret that as. But it's just like, it's so often tone, like, if it's, uh, if it's like this, this huge dramatic moment, like, I don't know, like that subverting your expectations there just feels, like, kind of shitty. With, like, kind of a snappy one-liner, right? Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, the thing about that is, it stuck <laughs> out as like, a terrible line when I was reading and didn't know what was coming, right? Um, mm. And in retrospect, that doesn't make it better.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I hope we get more Think and Talon stuff, but it feels like, as you said, this is part one of making Talon go away. Um, and, and it's like, ah. Oh, I would have liked some sync as like an X-Men leader is a, is it was a cool concept that I was quite excited to see. And, and it does, it doesn't feel like we got it. I mean, this has been a complaint of the X-Men since they got like the, the, the hellfire election stuff is that you just don't get enough time with this cool group of characters. Um,
3: but the whole arc of do, their it, like it does, romance it plot. Oh, sorry, Holly. Yeah, <laughs> no, no I was yeah. I was just stumbling over the
4: final word in a sentence. It's all good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, the whole their entire romance plot has been kind of like it's been weird because like first it was a misconnections thing with like um Laura being resurrected and Sync has to be mopey about that and that's kind of like. Uh, I don't know that's not a trope I love seeing either. Um or and then and then it, th- she came back and they were like they didn't really do much with them in t- between now and then that I can remember off the top of my head. Um and then now this. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like t- Talon hasn't really been much of a character like for a uh... You know, for a character that we're now like going to say goodbye to,
3: for having two Loras around, we get like shockingly sparse (laughs) amounts of both of them. Either of
0: them, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, With with the exception of Exterminators, like that was the only like book that had like Laura as a character, and even Talon makes a cameo
3: in Exterminators.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs)
2: Invincible Iron Man 14, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Andrea DeVito, colours by Brian Valenza. Emma and Tony fuck because Tony had a bad dream. The big space dragon tells Ironheart that the Mandarin rings are cursed and they'll make her evil eventually. Ironheart and Forge build some big ships out of Mysterium at the Door Forges and send them off to Earth. Ironheart also decides to get rid of the rings. On the Orcas station, they prepare for the coming invasion and decide to finally kill Firestar. With a Wolverine corpse clone something or other. Yeah.
3: Um. So. Bullshit. (laughs) I I liked the stuff with Forge and Ironheart. Yeah. Like her, the bit at the end where she said, this is the best part of the book I think. The bit at the end where where uh she's She's, like, disappointed because she didn't learn his, like, secrets because he doesn't have any because he's an idiot savant. Um, And, but then he goes, but did you learn anything about yourself? And she smirks. That's, like, Mm. that was my favorite part of this book. I Um, I agree.
2: I, I did enjoy when uh she asks him if he knows about Mysterium and he's he's just like, Are are you doing a bit right now? <laughs> I think that's a like actually funny line where Jerry Duggan humor doesn't always hit for me. Yeah. Or it hasn't recently. I know he he was, you know. Um
3: When Forge is involved, I've kinda of coming around on the metal being an important plot too, because it is actually integral to like How his power works, and then that's reflected in his character. Like, for the most part, the metal is silly, but when Forge is, like, being like, no, of course I would make a super, a better metal than everybody else. Like, that's at least something to me. I like that.
2: I do like that, like, this whole fleet is clearly just not a fleet and is not, is a big distraction or something. And like it's it's just like yeah we're doing a big distraction over in australia we're going we're going to do a big distraction over there um that's fun i feel like they're they're like they're not trying to you know it's not trying to be a twist they're not because you know firestar is just telling them hey go over to australia send all the samples over to australia yeah um And of course, it's f- fun to have it be the Outback when they had their whole Outback era. That's just kind of cute.
3: Alright, wasn't um, uh, Australia also brought up in the Resurrection of Magneto? I think Storm is also sending forces there, or did I make that up?
2: Well, um, the forces that are being sent in the Mysterium ships are from Mars. Oh, they from They land on oh, Mars yes. to pick okay. up people, and then... Um, well... To pick up people, air quotes, because they probably didn't and they're all going to, like, portal in or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or they're all just going to write in on nowhere with all the brood.
3: <laughs> That's probably what it'll be, but, like, I don't know if the, those characters have had enough communication between each other to...
2: Also, don't think it's, like, a great image to show up on a giant skull uh, with an alien invasion <laughs> and be like, we're saving the Earth. You know? Like, think about the optics a little bit. Especially yeah.
3: after you've been framed as as people that have done a genocide. Or, yeah. like, a, a large-scale terrorist attack. However you want to frame the, the mutant massacre. Uh-huh. I also really like how Duggan writes Forge.
4: I enjoy Forge being uh, a a fun guy. I feel like Duggan's writing really works for Forge. My favorite line is, don't come any closer, and then, no, you fool, you activated my automatic defense leg. Um, Because the way I'm reading it is, like, he says, I taught my artificial leg all the best combat on Earth. It literally has a mind of its own. I don't think that's true. I think Forge wanted to pun (laughs) that dwarf. (laughs)
3: Um, okay, so I do have a question. Was DeVito one of the people Yannosh, you said, was doing the Marvel House style? Uh, or is I don't this... know what else
0: Andrea DeVito uh, I... was doing. I feel like some of the faces his drawing feel different like there's there's yeah. a bit where i like uh, his
3: art like quite a bit but like you have some very unique faces like the expressions some faces work here. but they're they're kind of they're silly
0: there's a phalong here it's a that is like handsome squid a bit <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah i don't i mean i feel like it's still like in the realm of marvel house style in the like, yeah plasticity i think he's the he's there
3: thing. But I do think he's got like his own, um, like I don't know. I don't want to say twist, but like tilt to it, you know. Like he's, he's there, he there. There's for sure his own thing going on here. But it is very Marvel house style. S. wonder wonder
0: What else is uh, he's drawing? Some Star Wars stuff apparently, hmm. uh, I re- I which really makes like sense to get a to get a Star Wars like. Artist for uh, for, Iron for Man. the space
2: For the yeah. space dragon.
4: Yeah.: Yeah. the space dragon ju- just just turned up and left. It, it just:
2: Yeah, and just a really weird conclusion to the Mandarin rings stuff to just be like, yeah, they're cursed." And she's like, well, I knew they were bad, but I didn't know they were cursed.
3: Yeah.
2: And then get rid of them. Maybe it, they'll it end feels... up where they
3: need it. They fly directly to Mars and a bunch of mutants get them so they can use yeah. them to fight Orcas. Like are
2: we, are we I good? do think just putting an inanimate object on your like compass that points to wherever it needs to be is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Just like you're just like putting it like a message in a bottle basically. Yeah. And just going, Alright, well that'll that'll show up uh three years from now whenever someone wants to do a story with the mandarin like yeah
4: they're they're gonna do the dang 10 rings core i i my my final note on this is at the end when they've like got the corrupted rings off and it's like well that was easy off to make the green lantern core i guess like it's just it's so reminiscent of having like the 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 rings go where like they're needed and fly away
0: um, Everyone's
3: ring is charged by a lantern with Quentin's brain in it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the pink lantern core.
3: Uh,
4: I think that already exists. Yeah, it it does. There, there's
3: there, there, a, there's one for every color already. Yeah, I don't know
4: if it's called pink or violet or want no violets. Um,
0: magenta,
2: maybe. Uh, yeah, magenta. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, Pink Lantern almost sounds like pornographic. Like... It does. It does. (laughs) Um... Uh, Should we talk about the fucking...
3: Yeah. Yeah, we have to... We've been trying to not, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got to leave leave the... The best to last. Let's fucking... Don't want a fucking whiff. (laughs) From Jerry once again. Like, we've been... I've been saying from, like, day one... That they should have already fucked. Like, back then. But, like, yeah. at this point, this late into them, like, sharing a bed with each other, at this point you have to commit to the bit. Like, when I was reading this and it was, like, it started to look like they're gonna fuck, I was like, okay, so there's gonna be another fake-out, right? <laughs> That's what <laughs> yeah. I as well. It yeah, but almost then looks just... like
3: she's coming from a bathroom they share, from, a, like, a, ba- a shit going through a shared bathroom when she enters the scene like she wasn't even in the bed with him like this is this almost feels like there's room to believe this is the first fuck
0: <laughs> i think it's supposed to like that's that's what that's what sucks to me about this is that i want uh emma and tony to fuck because they are because they want to and because they're like both uh sexually promiscuous and why not they're already around each other i don't want them to have a like oh you feel sad you had a bad dream (laughs) type of situation
2: yeah i do i I do also think like this is the way this comes across you can read it as either they've been fucking the whole time or this is the first time like i think And yeah, that's, know, like, for sure. cowardly in another way of, like, <laughs> just leaving that wiggle room where it's, like, I would prefer it.
3: Like, I haven't gotten I this know. far in the X-Files, but isn't that the thing everyone hates about Scully and Mulder's relationship in the X-Files? Is that they reveal it as they were fucking all along. Like, <laughs> and they don't actually show, like, the moment they actually got together. It, they just jump into it at some point. I don't know, maybe this was made up on a podcast and I then believed it as a real <laughs> X-Files thing. I, I, but... I have
2: not seen the X-Files, so.
3: I've only watched assorted episodes,
4: so I have no coherent idea of what gets revealed when. Because, like, the first time I watched it was when they did, like, a one of the, like, many sort of, like, we're doing the X-Files again, and it's, like, they introduce them and it's like oh we've been like married and divorced twice or something and have both been kidnapped by aliens and i'm like oh um i'm missing a lot of context for the the x-files it (laughs) seems uh and then i watch like the first season and it's like oh yeah i see why people like this
0: um yeah i mean to me this kiss the way this kiss is drawn Seems to communicate the visual language of, uh, of no, this is when it's finally happening. Yeah, and it's like
4: the, 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 the pink lantern corks flaming yeah. in the background.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the horny smoke is going off.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's like.
3: Nightcrawlers I don't know, how does.
0: I don't know how contraception works for, uh, for superheroes but like tony did we not we can have talk time about how the contraception like,
3: works off off mic for a bit oh, later janos we there can an educate you
0: no i mean oh for, no I, like, I, I
3: meant real con- i was just poking fun I,
0: okay but I, I i i'm like is there like a reason how like emma cannot like get on a CD or something because it's like tony did not have time to get a condom out like in these three panels <laughs>
2: He has, like, nanobots in, no, <laughs> He no. has an
3: Iron Man armor on it at all times. I don't, don't want to think about that. And it's I'm also not going to like, nor am the, I interested like, in any one picture yet.
0: I would say in the, like, 60-something year of, years of Iron Man, maybe he did get a vasectomy. I don't know.
3: I would I believe think, it. I think Emma's post-menopausal. <laughs> Is that what
2: I... Yeah, I, I do believe both That's of these true. people would have... <laughs> I think
3: she's like in her mid to late forties. Like that's how I read the character. I don't know. Like I know a lot of people read them as like yeah. younger than I, that, but like to me, like these 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 people are like in their thirties or forties. It would just be an time. annoying
0: thing to deal with if that happens, like on top of the fall of X happening or the f- fall <laughs> of the House of X happening. Oh, later. Man. I, I. But
3: I think I think doesn't. Emma can just turn into like a a diamond and make it not herself not get pregnant that would that's that's fucked up <laughs> is it well,
2: I think I, like... I don't
3: mean like after she's already I, I'm not gonna go into details this is getting edited out I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry for you're who can't. I am
2: you're gonna have to leave this in <laughs> Like, right. well, I think her her biology stops when she turns diamond so oh she my just god I can't believe this hops because off you quick like, enough
0: she like turn so diamond sorry. before the before the cum hit the
3: yeah I think that's it's like a, a morning yeah. after situation I'm not trying to say something darker than that
4: no that's
0: what I imagined you were saying
3: yeah yeah <laughs>
4: My only other note for this issue is um, with three question marks. What has Carnage been up to? Because there's a lot of notes Oh yeah,
0: I was going to mention on there.
4: Pages that just says uh, our forges took so much damage. I'm not sure they can even be repaired. See, so see recent issue of Carnage.
2: I, I believe that was the summer of symbiotes when Carnage was a big dragon. Uh, uh, carnage, yeah, one see, of about like three Marvel titles that I do not read, so I don't actually know. <laughs>
3: Who?
4: So, who out there? That makes sense. He, and he went
0: to. Who out there the is world. like a huge like? Oh yeah, carnitra. I think he turned
3: into like the god of symbiotes or something. No, that right? was that no, was uh, King and Black. No, that he, was uh, ages ago. He does, he does try uh, to though. I'm so behind on any like I and I don't have a deep interest in the Spider Extended stuff. So it's only because King it and Black crossed it over. It shouldn't with,
4: exist. Like, Everything. I then went and read up on
3: null. So is <laughs> I love right, well, this energy and... of like we're we're deleting this that you're bringing to the table this week, Yato.
0: <laughs>
3: what? Like this is the second thing you've said it shouldn't exist
0: too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very. Ma- I mean, but it's not a new thing. Like I've been, I've been saying. No, I know, that there, I know. There's a bunch of shit that Marvel needs to cut and i don't think carnage K- should have an ongoing series or yeah even i series. just
3: i wonder <laughs> how much these individual like writers and artists like would they ever choose, like i wish it was up, just up to them, like,
0: like I don't look, and I don't, I don't know, know how like, much it is and isn't.
3: Like, yeah, and that kind of frustrates me. I wish, I wish it I could. It just feels him.
0: like whoever is in charge of like the, 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 like the spider. I mean, we talked about this. There's too many damn Spider-Man, and then there's by extension too many damn like symbiotes. Uh, it's just like way too overblown, and I, like, what can you tell with a Carnage story that you can't tell with Venom?
2: Uh, people like to- stories about like, crazy dudes who kill people all the time, and that's what Carnage is. I j- like, it's just like-
0: You can put Carnage in Venom, like, that's where he's from, right? It's-
4: Carnage is like yeah. the Joker, right?
2: He's- <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Uh, he's car- kinda like the Joker, carnage yeah. Is,
4: he's kinda like the dang
0: Joker, and like- He's I guess he's like were, Venom like... was the Joker. There were Joker... Like, so, but the Joker is the enemy of the Batman, right? Like, I, it makes Venom's sense... Venom's kind of like
3: if Spider-Man was Batman, though.
0: <laughs> but Carnage isn't like the main enemy it. of Spider-Man, right? Like, he's no, a twisted version of... No, Venom. he's
3: the main enemy... Yeah, but Venom is like if Spider-Man was Batman, is what I'm saying. So, if, I, I, if you kind of like glued, glued them... The, if you glued the and action figures... If don't you glued think... the action figures back together... You get a carnage, no, I, or you get a venom. I think and then, you need a venom Joker, that's
0: carnage. Your logic adds up, but it's like that. Venom isn't Venom isn't the Batman of like of oh, Marvel, though. Uh, no, but true. he's
3: the Batman of Spider
0: Man. <laughs> he's the Batman of Spider Man, but that's but that's what yeah. I'm saying. That like Marvel treats the Spider Man, like Spider Man and friends, as like its own, like, universe where every facet would be worth exploring. And I just don't yeah. believe in that. Like,
3: I think you're right. It's kind of, like, weird to me just, like, how every character has developed into... It feels like every character is yeah. developing into a superhero within that, like, group of characters. Like, like... I don't have an issue with MJ getting powers or Norman Osborne like having a heel turn, but it does feel like they're trying to make he's more the gold cop superheroes. <laughs> like he's a gold cop and she's the she's the um she's- slot machine cop.
0: Slot machine, yeah. What's a jackpot? Yeah, jackpot. It's too I, I mean this is why this is why, like, freaking Ultimate Spider-Man was, like... The, the reason why the new Ultimate Spider-Man was, like... It, it sold out and, like, went into second printing. And it was, like, the most successful, like... Marvel title in, like... Who knows when. But, like, the reason why is... It's not because, because people need MJ and Peter Parker to have a family with children. It's because there's... The, There's too much going on in the current Spider-Man like situation.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you can just give someone one issue that they read and they know everything that's in a story, it sure helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I
3: think also like, by having so many of these types of legacy characters, you take away a certain type of room for diversity of character and storytelling. Because it's like I do kind of like the idea that, like, everyone gets a Spider-Man, now that, like, Spider-Man is, like, this ubiquitous myth in our world, but I wish that, like, everyone could get a royalty-free Spider-Man. You know, I wish everyone had access to that IP if that's happening. I wish there wasn't copyright involved. I wish anyone off the street is picking up their Spider-Man. I don't want, I don't necessarily want it being corporately repackaged. Oh, you don't like over how over it's yet.
0: like, the Disney Corporation is, uh, sp- like, squeezing every bit out of You know, Spider-Man. I've never thought
3: about it that way, <laughs> but now that you mention it, maybe, maybe that's what is my issue. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to put your finger on these days. Uh, spe-
4: speaking of, I was trying to like I'm trying to make a link between Carnage and Amiga Red here and I got as far <laughs> I don't as, even know who
3: that is. <laughs> I got as
4: far as they're red, like speaking. Oh, of... that's
2: good enough.
3: Yeah, red. Oh, mega like, red. red. I you said <laughs> point, Amigo, Amigo red. Well, that's just like, br- the British red.
0: way of saying that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, sorry, that's my bad yeah, no, problem. <laughs> no, but that's a great That is a great, like It's, yeah, imagine if Omega Red had his own, like solo series, and there were, like You were reading a Spider-Man comic And then there's a footnote, see Omega Red Number 6 <laughs> uh,
4: One day <laughs> That will
0: happen Um from
1: one dark day. D-
0: Tom Breward's from... cleaning up the X office and there's only gonna be an Omega Red title. He's <laughs> the only one that stays.
4: Everyone else is back it's in like... the mansion and then there's an Omega Red <laughs> mini series.
2: Um Monkey Monkey's paw curls and it's valuing on it, so we all have to like it now. <laughs>
3: So, uh, X-Force 48 was written by Benjamin Percy, art by Robert Gill, colors by Guru EFX. Beast infiltrates the X-Force base and steals a set of Krakoan armor, leading Sage to reveal that she is a clone, she has a clone of Beast, before he did all the really horrible stuff that she would like to wake up and use against the current Beast. After he has been woken and finds out about everything the present version of him has done, past beast escapes.
0: And he's very upset that he could have gotten... he, he could have sunk that low and become evil. He's sad.
2: He, he shed a single, a single <laughs> tear. A single
0: beast tear. Yeah. Which he... You'd think he can only do that when nine eleven is happening, but... <laughs> Dude, you came in
3: through the door. You don't need me to open it wider. Be right back. <laughs>
4: um... my. Uh, my note here about this says oh they've got a beast clone ah oh, fuck they're going to roll them back to good beast aren't they
0: yep and it's been something that i heard like people speculate that yeah they're going to going to have to like reset beast somehow uh before the next era um but i didn't i would think love it if was this actually is going to happen like at the end of like Expo. I cannot. Expo. I cannot imagine it's yeah. gonna be a fake out. If
3: this was a fake out, I'd be.
4: So I think happy. one
0: one hundred percent we're resetting beast. Um. Uh,
3: here's what I would like to happen and would not at all. This beast is bad too. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. It's a fake out. We we got we've got another. Bad yeah. Beast. It turns out he shed also a
3: single tear because he, he could have done it so te- much better. T- he could have done it better. <laughs> I think he's always been like stuck up and like. A bit of a jerk and i think that translates into him being like kind of this this easy allegory for like republican like politics that like has grown into him being this like war criminal within this world you know i think that might be true but, but... like i don't know if that's how benjamin percy is looking at the character yeah. and like i you know like I don't I don't like, think that's what's going to happen. I just yeah, think that I would think, be Yeah, I think I think Beast was always
0: a piece of shit is like, you know, it, it might that's be my take true on of his character, character, but personally. that's not what yeah. they want. I don't think that's what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, I
3: don't think that's what Marvel's interested in. And I think generally like people want Friendly Beast like people like that character And I don't blame them I like that character too
0: Yeah and I saw the leaked scene The, the like leaked end credit scene Of, uh, of the Marvels Because uh, I haven't seen the actual movie And they put like Beast in that I feel like Disney would want Beast to not be a bad guy By the time uh, they, they actually Put like fold the X-Men Into the MCU proper That's my theory Yeah <laughs> At least for a little while
3: at least for a bit, yeah, for sure.
0: Like you can, you can make him bad again, but yeah. And they're also trying to make original X-Men happen a lot, which also has Beast, so you know.
2: I did, it would be really funny if they brought him back and he was good for like five years, and then he just slowly <laughs> became evil again. Like, that would <laughs> be so funny to me.
0: I think that is more likely than, it, than, it, than that it's uh, a will fake out, like right now. Like, I've oh, been yeah, yeah. I've been wrong about many things <laughs> in <laughs> what's going to happen, but I am so certain that they're not gonna fake out this.
3: I'm wondering if we'll see like this other beast, if he is like a good guy at the reset, will we see him in the other series we got going on too?
2: Saber to gonna... like
3: Yeah, both Sabretooth War and um, just the regular, like, X-Men book, you know, or, like, Rot Pox, Hot Pox, you know, because this is all before that.
0: Yeah, and it's gonna wrap up pretty soon, like, X-Force number 50 comes out in, okay, we don't have it in the, no, here, it comes out in March so at that point yeah both like fall of the house of x is only gonna be halfway through so you know uh, yeah we'll once still have like that's six up, episodes of
3: war and like it's been revealed that there's the young beast so like because of the way things are coming out with this timeline being like not matching up we might see kind of like an accidental spoiler of just like Beast being nice and something else Yes, <laughs> probably not but maybe I think it is likely yeah.
0: that at least for the finale of the whole thing like in the latter issues of Fall of the House of X I think it's very likely that it's going to be folding it, folded into that because a bunch of like I'm going to put the Avengers into that as well somehow so
2: yeah or like some original X-Men all getting packed together in X-Men forever thing because actually it could be yeah cause like Iceman and Angel are both dead and Gene could do a big like oh I'm bringing them both back well you know dead
3: yeah they both Ish. have like pretty easy reasons within their history to come back on their own but like Gene could also yeah. do it just as easily or the resurrection protocols you know like it's so easy to get these characters back still the d- death just of these
2: bringing Beast as well yeah. The
3: the reintroduction of death for the X Men was pretty short lived, unfortunately. In some <laughs> ways, and like fortunately in others. Um,
4: I have three more beasts. Thought one: um, What if X Force ends, and like both beasts have been like fighting each other and fallen off a cliff or something, and then one of them comes back, and it's like, oh, is it the is it the good one or the bad one?
0: Which one is it? Um. That'd be fun. I think I, I think Evil Beast made it so that he doesn't need to wear glasses. Yeah, that's true. So currently, that's the way we can distinguish them from each other. But um, obviously, you know, he can oh, wear and fake one, glasses. I didn't even notice whatever. he was
3: wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, he also
2: evil beast is also missing an eye but again that's a thing he could fix so i don't think that would get in the way and in fact would help sell it if he was you know pretending to be the good one Mm.
4: um Um, two is it's really funny to (laughs) hey do you want to know what version of beast we're going to be bringing back check out new defenders issue 142 Uh, Which
2: comic. I looked up is from
4: 1985. From 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Check your back.
3: I actions. didn't realize that. Oh my yeah. God.
2: Yeah, I mean, since... Uh, so this is a very old Beast. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the, like, Marvel editorial stance is like mid-90s is where, or mid-late 90s with Legacy Virus is where Beast starts getting, like... Doing questionable things, and then it's like the Joss Whedon shit is where he starts doing evil things, but they still pretend he's okay. And then he sides with the Inhumans and all that shit, and everyone hates him. So then I mean, he even starts in doing war like, um, crimes. So
3: even even in like X Factor, like the original X Factor, he's he's got like shit going on. That's like, oh, you're a dick, you know he is expressed as having conservative beliefs within that story like he dumps a girl for being a socialist literally within an issue sure, of x but factor, like, that you, happens you can, she works like, at a socialist bookstore all of these,
0: you know none of these characters are like fully consistent so you can like you know you can read a bunch of characters as like yeah they did like all of these like shitty things yeah, yeah. Back in but 1980. I, I like, like
3: to. I like to. I like to. For Beast, exactly. And for it's, a, yes. it's a question. You know? of,
0: it's a question of like personal, uh, who, personal who interpretation you of the do you want to build
3: cannon? a cork board around in your head? You know, <laughs> who do you want a Pepe Silvia to be the bad guy always. Um,
0: <laughs> like uh, you know, Nick thinks uh, Kid Omega is nice and totally thinks yeah i think he's evil. like
3: a redemptive character but most people read him as like a a, a piece of shit that is irredeemable and you know
4: and so i do think benjamin percy agrees with you on this
3: one so yeah no know, for sure like, But i, I can't
4: <laughs> deny that like current quentin within Quine this story yeah the, yeah um uh Wolverine. Discovery, I like his big slingshot
3: day. in this issue too. Yeah. <laughs> just a He's shout so out slingshot. the big slingshot. Yeah. <laughs> this Dennis the Menace ass little boy.
4: Yeah. Oh, the the art for this issue rules. Um, had not said that yet, but I really like the expressions and the artwork on this. Like, uh, like the 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 facial expressions for a lot of the characters and a lot of points are just uh, I think very good. And I think the I think the, I think especially beast.
0: the two beasts yeah. like. Making them having them different facial expressions does a lot in like selling. This, and they kind of uh, carry nice their bodies
3: in different ways as yeah. well. Yeah, it's it's really good.
4: I mean like... I think
0: I think Robert Gill has been consistently very good, like even in the bad issues of X-Force.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Um uh to if unless we have any
0: anything more on x and- i have one more thing oh,
3: is that- there was something that janos brought up in the chat yeah, yeah i about. said this like
0: when i read this the, the opening sequence it starts with the silent opening sequence where beast executes uh omega red and he like has like fucking murder fungus growing out of him he looks real fucking dead <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but then it's just fine and it doesn't get mentioned at all like I was so confused I think Omega like,
3: Red has healing powers right like that's part yeah, of how the he can do. heal himself basically yeah. I think that's the answer
0: yeah that makes sense but then it's like I don't know like it's, it's drawn in a way where it's like for real, it's like it's supposed to look shocking right like oh no,
1: he yeah, just killed no, I mean this
0: sure. was a cliffhanger at the end of the last issue where he was pointing the uh, sniper rifle at someone and we didn't know the thing about be...
3: Omega Red that, like, is the least obvious when you're looking at him is that he is a wolverine.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's the carnage of wolverine, you know? the carnage of wolverine, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, that is...
3: he's... Um, he's the Joker of Batman's wolverines. So, um, I don't know, I think I it I would have been good if,
0: there. uh... Sorry?
4: Uh, oh, I'm on the Marvel database to check whether Omega Red has... Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it's it's telling me he has a death factor, um, lethal death pheromones, life force absorption. Um... Yeah,
2: he's also a vampire, kind of.
1: Yeah, he's also
4: kind of a vampire. Superhuman strength, superhuman stamina, agility, durability. But he's not a vampire
3: anymore, because he got fixed in the story.
2: The thing for me, I, I read it as just he incapacitated him because Beast has said like I, I, th- I he think it's good like, that X Factor's still the out there aliens, even. Is the yeah. thing.
3: Like, he wants to be like their allies in a weird way.
0: I mean that makes sense, and I don't think he like it's just like totally it, it reads totally, weird. Yeah. It reads it does, weird. Yeah. And also with like the with like the Wolverine book we re- being so like which is gonna kill everyone? It's
3: it's so dark. Yeah, it's just like to this. very <laughs> jarring that
0: in this one, we'll, you know, Beast just shoots the guy and he's fine.
3: This one, yeah. they literally bring in a cuddly soft boy
0: in, and in <laughs> yeah.
3: Wolverine we have children being murdered on page. Oh, I just want to mention uh, the Wonder Man's on the cover of the next issue, and I, I I'm curious about that, it, but like also not that curious because I don't know anything about Wonder Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume that's just like Beast was hanging out with him back yeah, in like 1985. Yeah. So
3: yeah, they were on the Defenders together.
0: X Men. Uh, War in Forty Two by uh, Benjamin Percy and Victor Laval, art by Corey Smith and Orrin Junior, colors by Alex Sinclair. Uh, in this one, the saber teeth tie up Wolverine outside and then invade the greenhouse and kill a lot of people. Wolverine breaks free and X Force are able to force Saber to retreat, but Laura is missing. Um is it's mainly
2: just this is it's cool and brutal. It's and more carnage. It's fine. But I like I, like it's, I, I enjoyed it. But, I was yeah. that's
0: cool. I still enjoy this. Um, and this is part two of the ten-parter of the most violent Wolverine story ever, and I, I'm I'm starting to question if like, okay, we've had we've had two issues of just like constant grindage, like I I, I you got to give us something else eventually. <laughs> Like you gotta give us an issue that is not just Sabatira and Wolverine like tearing everyone apart, cause uh, that is fun. But um, you know, I've I've seen this the last issue already, so doing something new. Uh, I did have I did have one thought that uh, relates to uh, a bit of Marvel news from a couple of weeks ago that they're doing. A really strange bit of news That the um, That crossover Event with like Pepe Larras uh, and uh, Who's the author um, Is this the zombies event Or is this something yeah, else No it's the vampires event It's called Blood Hunt
2: oh, um, um, Jed McKay
0: Jed McKay is writing it And you know it could be good or whatever But it's, they do this weird thing Where there's gonna, they're gonna have a regular version and then they're gonna have, like, a red band version, which is um, gonna be more violent and more blood, and, like, additional <laughs> blood added in. Uh, uh, that's for a higher price point, I guess. Uh, it's just very Collector silly.
2: edition bullshit. Th- a,
0: a weird thing to do, especially with the event that is just, like, the Avengers versus Dracula. Like, <laughs> it's a very... <laughs> It seems like a really strange choice from Marvel, but it did make me think how fucking weird it is that in this, the most violent Wolverine story ever, they still censor all the swears. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> so true.
0: Like, at that point, if you put a parental ad- and not for kids on it, like, why can't they say shit? <laughs> <laughs> Let Sabertooth say,
3: say fuck. Let them say shit. Let Sabertooth say fuck. <laughs> like I, That
2: really didn't register for me, and that is insane. Yeah. I
0: noticed it because I read a, a DC Red Label book where they were saying fuck. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I, like, I dude, did see a this? couple
3: people in like the Cerebro Discord, and on... Well, I, I saw a couple people in the Cerebro Discord say they um that it was too violent for them and they'd be putting it down um so uh-huh. i think i think that is a good sign that we might actually be at the most violent <laughs> ever but i also don't think that's a contest we have to worry about <laughs>
4: Uh, I'll be honest. If it was eight more issues of this, I wouldn't be upset. This is um, unfortunately. I do like, like
3: the grindage personally. I'm a sicko for the uh, the grindage. Yeah, like the,
4: the, the Wolverine and Sabretooth event. The, the 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 part of me that is really into the lore of Warhammer 40k and all that shit is is going nuts <laughs> for this. So <laughs> it's sometimes it's it's also like the art is really good. Um, the writing is is like very good. I really enjoy how Sabretooth is written, um uh, especially the, the second page, yeah, where where it's just it's the four panels of Wolverine just getting dogpiled on by the by the headless Sabretooth as Sabretooth walks around just narrating to him. um I really enjoy how that's conveyed in the art uh, and with. Um Sabretooth sort of like really talking up the fact that he's gonna like murder everyone uh while Wolverine is just screaming and trying to get to him it's It's what I want from this kind of thing ultimately <laughs> and and it it, it works <laughs> It works for me
0: I mean I trust yeah, I, I, I trust Victor to Lavelle it. that there's gonna be more to it than just grindage yeah. So I'm not like I'm not like seriously ver- worried about it. Like so far, I'm enjoying the ride. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the fact that the Cerebro Discord people are like squeamish about it makes me want to like it more. I to mean, be I honest. don't know.
3: I don't think that was like I don't know if that was a popular <laughs> opinion or anything. I saw literally like maybe two people say like, like yeah, that was pretty pretty gruff for me. Gonna put this one down. Um, and I think that's a fair take to have with gore, but, like, I don't know, in my head it turns into, like, the fucking clay shit they did in, like, um, Army of Darkness, you know? Like, so it's not, it's not like I'm imagining, like, a literal, like, massacre. Well, maybe a little bit.
0: I mean, it's still it's still guys in superhero costumes like
3: yeah that's the thing it's still there's still like so much ridiculousness to it that it's like y- yeah there's blood but like it's it's fake blood even though it's
2: <laughs> the, the like child having its head popped off is yeah like, the kid
3: stuff was a- so <laughs> was, like, much what- to the
2: point that that's just hilarious to me
3: the messages <laughs> mentioned um or the one oh, like that's I'm just comedy, but like, yeah, I thought I like that. I like those panels quite a bit. <laughs> oh man, I, uh. Um, so- sorry to be a sicko.
4: I also really loved, uh, Black Tom doing his Krakow attack and, uh, all the, all the, all the plants attacking the saber teeth was, was good, good stuff. Um, ultimately, it comes down to the side of, uh, uh, I, I I like this. It works for me. It's 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 violence and sabretooth and wolverine and it's like it is mostly that at this point and honestly um I'm I'm for it. Uh it does it seems based on Laura disappearing that we will get more
0: Laura content uh later Oh, For in sure, that. for sure. Yeah. I'm excited for this. That. Was a
3: good a good issue for Laura. Like a lot of the substantive story elements were about like her in this moment at the very least. Like I don't think they like yeah tell anything to her like greater story as a character or whatever. But like she's she's great in this issue.
0: Yeah, we didn't mention it in the summary. We also have like some of our favorite members of Alpha Flight in this one, so oh, that, yes. that was exciting good
1: for point. me.
3: I think I'm honestly. A-
2: they glow. And, they, they glow uh, that's real all hard. They, do.
3: they glow really, really bright.
2: <laughs> they set off a flashbang in the computer room. <laughs> like...
4: In this issue, I feel like X-Force have like, some consideration of security, and maybe it's because in X-Force 38, Beast just walked into their base after shooting <laughs> one guy, and they were like, we need to like do a little more than just hang out in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. for security team, not great security. Feels a lot better this issue, and it's a lot more understandable when it's like an army of saber teeth as to- as opposed to one guy with a gun. Um
3: Well and they like clearly are harnessing Quentin's powers so in some way to use yeah, yeah. psychic powers on these two. Like the- contextually that's why the big flashbang happens to snap them out of that. Um But yeah, I think maybe we could have given the twins a little bit, maybe have them punch someone on their way there. (laughs) That could have been fun for them to do.
0: I'm sure they had fun when they did it. Uh, I want to, I mean, speaking of Laura, uh, uh, this being like, you know, probably hopefully a good series for her. She does get what is, uh, in my opinion, the best kill of this issue, uh, which is just yes. the channel of the uh, pretty boy uh, yes. Sabatu, like being uh, forked. Um, just by her fully clothes. rips his head off. Yeah.
3: Oh, I Aurora does get a good save here, though, of like the the little squid girl, the girl with the squid arms.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, she's she's helping out. Yeah, yeah. I mean honestly,
0: yeah. like the Alpha Flighters, just by being here, they get like. More than they could ever have hoped for, so.
3: <laughs> there's, uh, at the store I go to, there's an Alpha Flight, like, action figure box set, <laughs> like, very close to the front of where the new comics are.
0: That's wrong, um,
3: And it's, like, prohibitively expensive to buy, to be funny. <laughs> it's
4: a but I'm, like,
3: tempted every time. It's, like, 150 bucks. Oh, God. For this, this box of, like... Alpha Flight And like I, I think I understand why, because there's definitely gonna be one person that's willing to spend that on Alpha <laughs> Flight. But it, it's it's not me.
0: <laughs> like, Even imagine for the bit. being like so like patriotically Canadian. That you want <laughs> <that. sighs> I hope I hope it comes with box sentinels.
3: Like, I've never asked to, like, take it down yeah. off the high shelf and examine it or anything. Yeah, you can't. I, I, mean, like, the- s- I stare up at, like, major maple leaf and. <laughs>
0: I guess and with go, it being Hangai. that expensive, you want to, like, keep it in the box and not play around with them, so you can't really. Yeah. Because otherwise, you could get, like, you know, regular Sentinels, but in small.
3: I mean, there's, like, boxes and boxes of, like, rando character action figures that are opened at at these stores. Like, I'm sure I could probably find, like, Sasquatch or whatever for a funny bit if we did a visual element <laughs> yeah, to show. Yeah, I mean, you show, could, you could but... paint, like,
0: Warhammer figurines and, like, Captain Yeah, Matrix I could make colors. someone look
3: like Puck, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope you oh, black I, leotard I, I think, with
3: a big P on his chest.
0: <laughs> I think in, like, Wolverine 48, Puck is gonna show up and, like... When when Get the action is like really going tube. down, puck and the nice uh, and the nice beast are gonna team up. That's gonna be very exciting.
2: That's the new fastball special.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's actually really good. I like that.
2: What what sport has like it's like the handball special because it's like a rubber <laughs> he's ball. I, sh- <laughs> it's- I can't remember if handball. Handballs uses. are bigger than
0: baseballs.
4: <laughs>
2: Well, maybe Puck's bigger than Wolverine. We haven't seen them stand next to each other. That's a good point. Recently,
0: <laughs> <true>. Not
4: recently.
2: <laughs> yeah, they should
0: make, uh, they should give Puck like a, uh, like an eye where he gets big.
3: Maybe he could like spike him like a volleyball up. and it's like the volleyball <laughs> special.
2: Ah, he's like uh, Tian Shinhan. Han. He's got the, the volleyball attack. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
3: mm he's just like a little guy who dives, dive bombs. <laughs>
0: All right. Let's say one sentence about Cable.
4: Um, unfortunately, it isn't Children of the Vault. Um, it's, it's 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 decent, but every page, I I I was like, "Hey, this plot point reminds me of Children of the Vault," or like, "Hey, I remember when Cable was in Children of the Vault," or like, "Oh, uh, a, a sort of like world-ending thing, which which it, it removes like free will and." It's going to like bring you into a new future or whatever in a hive mind. It's like that reminds me of Children of the Vault. Um, So like, it's not really Cable One's fault. But every page, I was like, man, I really enjoyed Children of the Vault, and I did go and read Children of the Vault again after I finished Cable (laughs) One. So it's not Cable One's fault.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly like, I don't. I don't feel like I'm... I don't think I'm gonna read the, the remaining issues of Cable. Like, it feels very inessential uh, to the rest of the Fall of the House of the Rise of X plot.
3: The thing that was missing here to me from, like, the, the, w- continuing the Children of the Vault comparison, um, as, like, it's the same characters through I'm, Um, but the thing that was missing here for, for me was you don't really get much of an establishment of what young Cable and old Cable's relationship is like in this first issue, because there's, like, such a long explanation of what the conflict is, where Children of the Vault didn't have to do that, because, like, they already set up the children, like, in X-Men. So if in the next issue we start to get those moments... And, like, I, I know... Fabian so like, knows the this character probably better than anyone else, so there's a poten- really great potential for it. Um, like, I wouldn't be mad if this is a, just a comic-ass comic about cable, what Cable's up to while everyone else is doing shit. Um, but I think I, there's room to kind of, like, point this in a much more exciting direction still next issue. Um, I, I yeah, it doesn't that.
0: feel like the but, time for it... Like,
3: like I, I don't think we're gonna cover it very much. Is really, yeah, unless things get some sort of incredible bomb. Of like, I don't yeah, know, yeah,
2: to me, it was just like, oh, I guess I like watching Cable be a cool dude and do stuff more than I thought because I had a <laughs> good time. I, yeah, I think it's inessential, but I was just like, hell yeah, man, he's chopping open that sentinel and then just like crawling all up in there. That's great, yeah, that's that fun. Was, that, that was, great. um. And also, there's the bit where he's just, like, wearing a t-shirt, and I think I was like, oh, he's, he's going Reacher mode, because he just looks like Big Buff Man in a t-shirt. Um, like, Janosch's favourite TV show, uh, Reacher. Um,
0: <laughs> I but, wish just uh, far as good as Reacher. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Things um, that have never been said before. <laughs> Fucking no, I just, yeah, I just had a fun a time with it. If Reacher um, were
0: here, like, Orcus didn't, wouldn't have a chance. Like, it, w- it would have been over. It's uh,
3: It would be really funny if it's, like, the panel that is, like, I am Cable, Nathan, Ascani, son. It just said, I'm Reacher.
0: <laughs> I mean, the thing about Reacher is that not, his name is Jack Reacher, but everyone calls him Reacher, and even his mom as a kid, like, when he was a kid, his mom called him Reacher. So he wouldn't, like, do the whole, like, monologue about... Yeah, uh, that's... Yeah. yeah. It has the bit at the end that I, that I love about comics where there's a, a huge page turn of uh, a character I've never heard of.
4: <laughs> this made me lose it, because I didn't think this character was real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, most of the issue is Cable Rocks. And like that's that's fun enough on its own. Ultimately, and then the page turn at the end is like surprise. It's the great gargoyle? Question mark.
0: Who is, who is a real character who she showed up in Journey into Mystery 107 in
2: 1964? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that rules,
3: sure. actually. Thanks, Fabian. <laughs> I'm um, for that type of shit, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's only gonna be around for like the next issue, right? There's gonna then they go to the bigger bad. So I'd be quite entertained if they stuck with the Great Gargoyle.
0: Skimming his Wikipedia, he's just like mainly a Thor villain, and sometimes in like Avengers related stuff. So it's. I, I, it doesn't seem like Cable has any relationship with him
2: that's how he gets you. you you didn't have a relationship with him yeah, and that's how he becomes a villain
0: he appears in uh video games such as the amazing spider-man and captain america and dr doom's revenge
2: uh oh hey he was Sound like a that sounds like a gba game yeah. to me or something <laughs> is it actually
0: um it is uh, let me check uh Oh, this is a Commodore 64 in the Atari game, so.
2: <laughs> so it probably came out before I was born. Yeah.
3: When, uh, the, the other th- only other thing I want to shout out in this issue is the drawing of um, Young Cable's arm out on the table when he's still in the tank is really cool. I like that drawing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Looks nice. That's, like, more spiky because he has less control over the virus or something, I think? I think it's also
3: because they're, like, poking and prodding at it, and that's kind of, like, maybe a defense mechanism type thing.
2: Yeah, that would make sense.
3: Yeah. Robot arms are cool, I guess. If you haven't thought about that before. They're pretty cool.
2: George Lucas saying this.
3: (laughs) George Lucas, Fabian Niciesa, and the guys that made most popular girls in school, all p- putting their hands in the meme circle, that robot, robot arms. arms are cool, robot arms, are cool. Robot
4: arms in the meme
0: circle. Yeah. That would have been a good, like, if we had stumbled upon that in, like, episode one, we could have used that as, like, our sign off robot arms are cool, but...
4: Robot arms are cool. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> Um, I gotta head off after this because I got a real early start. But um, you guys finish it out. I have two things about uh, resurrection of Magneto that are about tarot cards that I'll just send in, in the Discord because it's not it's not huge. It's just like something about the tarot cards that are being referenced
1: there. Um. But yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah absolutely. I'm sorry you have to leave before we get to talk about the two best books. <laughs> it's okay. I,
4: I had fun and uh um it's 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 such as the price of uh having to get a bus for like 2 hours in the morning.
2: Oh yeah, that's no good.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Um
4: enjoy talking about the two best books. Uh, I loved them both. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those books then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, right. we, we want to talk about Dead X-Men Dead first, X-Men. I, I have some notes about Dead X-Men.
0: Alright, you want to read the sum- summary? I don't know who read the last one.
3: Yeah, I can do that. I think you did.
0: Oh yeah, I did. It was just a while ago. Because we didn't, you didn't read the cable yeah.
3: one. Cause I don't. Uh, I will say that Cable was written by Fabian. I saw art by Scott Eaton, Cam Smith, Victor Nava, and colors by Hava
0: Tarka. Yeah, Tarts I, I like e, the uh, art was good. I mean, it was the fine. art's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: It's it's this is the house style for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I I just like I don't know if I can like pinpoint exactly what that means all the time.
0: <laughs> no, I yeah. I it's I mean it's you know. It's like yeah, the like like those like the chairs, right? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> the I thing where there's, like, where there's
0: like where there's like I don't know what the term is, but there's like in linguistics there's like a core group of objects that is, that like definitely fit. Like if people ask like, is that a chair? Yes, that's gonna be a chair. And then there's gonna be the edge cases where like, well, it's
3: it's like as we talk about it, we all kind of create a shared yeah. definition like colloquially but it's not like something that's like perfectly definable or writable.
0: yeah and it shifts i mean to me to me the 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 main thing about it is that it's like very like glossy like it just feels like it has a glossy texture and it's like noticeably different especially from like non-big two well and part
3: of the reason i'm being like what is it is because i'm also Co-currently reading several other yeah. areas, Eras of Marvel Stuff I mean, it's and so shifted like what is lot. the Marvel like, how style changes a ton yeah. Over the years um and so It's it's been kind of like Like I'm categorizing It I guess in my brain still like it's Still like my my Visual library of like the Different styles and time periods Is still being put together um, but anyways fucking dead
1: X-Men <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Dead X-Men, number one, written by Steve Fox, art by Jonas Scharf, uh, Bernard Chang, and Vincent Karatu, uh, colors by Frank Martin. The X-Men, who were elected at the gala, have been revived by Rachel Summers and Professor X, and are being sent to different timelines so Prodigy can absorb the knowledge of one of the Moira Engine clones and use the information to pinpoint the Time and location of the original Moira before she became evil. The team visits a timeline where Orbis Stellaris used the Galactic War Abigail Brand was trying to start in X-Men Red for his own means and destroy the Earth. They find the version of Moira from this timeline and escape with her knowledge, but accidentally give her the resources she needs to go back in time to the original Moira as well as
2: Chuck I, I I guess we know one of the, the uh like blank spaces yeah. for the Rise team now. And it's, it's not one of the people we gonna Rachel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which um, makes sense.
3: She's like the like her and cable both are have time travel powers on top of their psychic yeah. powers.
2: Um uh, yeah, and I was happy to see her um
1: show up.
0: Yeah, there's a, even a data page mention of her girlfriend. Um, that's still a thing.
3: Well, it's been revealed that, uh, like, on. That it was in the X Men Mondays this week. The cover for issue three of Dead X Men has Betsy on it. And Steve Fox said that Betsy will be in the story at some point. Um, probably as, like, a guest for issue three. Because um, he was like, I. Didn't really have a good reason to make her a focus of the story, even though I kind of wanted to. Um, it seemed like he was interested in using Rachel because, like, based on what he said in the interview, because um, of Teeny Howard's use over the course of all those other series throughout the Krakoa era. So, like, Rachel is a really great fit to put um, as like this finishing like piece to the story you know and it works well
0: yeah I mean this was a good book this is kind of I don't have a like I don't have like a grand take on this but this feels like a much better complement to uh, to Rise of the Powers of Ten than the Fall of the House of X did to me like it's this feels like a more essential story it has a cast that is you know, a fun team of X-Men. Uh,
2: they gave Jubilee a really cool jacket.
0: They gave Jubilee yeah, a cool. That's in my it's notes. got cool action, like that actually feels like you know, that's actually fun to read. Like that doesn't feel like, you know, purposeless. There's there's still some world jumping stuff, so um, yeah, we got we got three artists who in this case like are quite distinct, uh, which is fun.
2: Um, I like, and I really like the, you know, alternate team we get of both X-Men and Star Jammers. They're just fun. Um, it's cool to see Abigail Brand, like kind of maybe be a good guy. My, my, my like headcanon here is, you know, and X-Men Red, um, when Abigail, she, she gets found out and she teleports away and then Fisher King is there and he says, uh, you know, uh, you're an enemy, we, uh, what we do on, on Araco, you destroy your enemies, you destroy everything they are, but what's important is what comes next. I always kind of read that as Fisher King maybe trying to rehabilitate her in some future sense. And I like the idea that this could be a post X Men Red. Abigail Brand is guilty about starting a space war that she completely failed to take advantage of, and is now actually fighting the good fight.
0: I mean, I think, I think, Um, I think Brand is a character that, like, I I like her as someone who can be good. Yeah, that's what Um, she. She she can be like it's doing. Yeah.
2: Bad things for a good reason, and she can be doing bad things for her own selfish reasons. Yeah. And she could be good yeah. as well. Um, there's no sort of yeah. I mean, it's not I impossible mean, for a- her a- to do a- that.
0: characterization yeah. of her was so good uh, too that it's like you know, even when she did like calculated evil things, it's like you you, you got her motives, and I could like you know, I can see. It's not like Beast in uh, like. The beast that we're getting rid of type Levels of evil Well
3: I also thought Like in Her characterization with like Um those uh, Couple series X-Men Red and Uh sword Uh before it like That she Um came across like There was an opportunity For redemption in the future Still like she as a character just hasn't had the opportunity to maybe learn shit more so than like Beast has been positive. Like Beast's character's parallel is he is like grown is supposed to be. He's grown into this character, right? Where Abigail is like, they're kind of characterizing her as like always having been this ruthless person who's willing to do whatever it is for the cause she's, she's pushing for. And oftentimes that causes herself before anyone else. But that doesn't mean she doesn't have space to learn like to care about some other shit, you know. Um and like Beast is literally getting a redemption arc probably right now with this clone shit. So why not give out give Brand one as well? Um But But <laughs> well, Beast uh, is getting a reset. <laughs> he's getting a reset. Yeah, it's different. I, yeah, I think
0: the I mean redemption is such a weird word. I don't yeah. think it makes r- really a lot of sense in terms of like characters of a long-running comic book Mm -hmm. series because it ends up being more yeah i guess
3: i'm like always framing these characters kind of in like a dbz a dragon ball z Uh sense more than more than like i should like because that's all written by one guy and like very clearly like the intent of the story is to keep having that cycle happen with the bad guys um and i think with comics it just happens because people think characters are cool and they like (laughs) them (laughs)
2: which is valid.
3: Yeah. But I do think uh, there are a couple cool, um, like, in this, like, dead future, there are a couple cool characters that show up that are, like, uh, related to the main team. Um, Like, we see old Sunspot and an older version of. uh, Sorry, I'm. Yeah, I'm (laughs) collecting myself for a second. Uh, Yeah we see who smasher the new smasher and then like also uh blink and armor worked with prodigy back in the day they were like part of the same class um random has worked with um frenzy before so there's some like connections going on there as well I don't know. I don't really know much about Random. I've literally read maybe like a comic <laughs> and a half that he shows up in. I just read like the X Factor issue where he's introduced this week. He's from Albany. That's what I know about Random.
2: I think I get him mixed up with Mimic all the time because Mimic's yeah, his- like uh, X or Marvel Snap card looks like Random or or maybe it's the other way around. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean I didn't um, really know, like
3: his is just like shit happens but... when he's around, and sometimes that shit involves his body, and sometimes that shit involves the environment around him, but like it's gonna go in his favor no matter what it is, and that's about it. And but to also me, his arm is a big not gun. Knowing,
0: not knowing any of these characters, and that's like I think I think Steve, Steve Fox is quite uh a, Good at um, at doing this is pulling out like kind of obscure characters and just you know, either making you like understand enough about them that you know, you know, a cool thing they can do, or just like I, I think, I think in this one, like there's a panel where they meet this team and it shows like all the names, but then, uh, freaking <sighs> why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Jubilee <laughs> Jubilee says Abigail Brand leading the X-Men oh this is not a good future like and that's all you need to know Like, that's all that matters in yeah. this case
3: no for sure and then like it's immediately like worked into the story with Abigail yeah. being like a fuck you <laughs> why shouldn't I just shoot you like you
0: don't need to know like what blink uh, what random what uh, root fire what armor do um to like Get what this team is about, right?
1: Yeah, and
2: then yeah, just like yeah, uh, again going through the sort of rise thing of here's an alternate future where you know one of the sinisters, uh, things turned out really well for them, um, and in this case, we're we're getting to see what's up with Orbis Stellaris.
3: Oh, Juggernaut's a good Dazzler pick to have there too, because uh, Juggernaut is like he killed Dazzler the first time she died. Oh, good.
2: but well, also, also she's he was, a huge he was, Dazzler he's on
3: this fan. Team. Yeah, famously, he's a huge fan of her music.
0: He's yeah, and his he like looks like an anime boy in this one. He honestly looks like Reacher a little bit, like he could be.
2: Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's a bit of a Jojo, like, just big muscle man. Would
3: Reacher be a better show if Re- Reacher could just, like, bust through a wall whenever he wanted to?
2: <laughs> I mean... I feel like he already can. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: yeah, it's it's sort of the same thing as Rise as well, where it's just, like, cool, doomed timeline, and, like, fucking about across yeah. time.
3: Well, and we're seeing the the other... Um, one where Orbis o almost made their attempt to
2: or he might still may he might still make it. it's just after they left because now he has the mysterium and the mcron crystal or whatever,
3: but um, now we've gotten to see all like four versions of the the sinisters like attempts to be uh dominion in one form or another, which is cool as well like the story's rounded out in that way. And that's, like, another, going back to Janwish's point, that this is, like, a, a good compliment to, I can't even remember which is which, to to Rise of the Powers of X? Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Rise of the Powers saying. of the Dead X-Men.
2: <laughs> I think it's really funny that Orvis just has uh, Vulcan's corpse, and he's just, like, talking to him like a like a good luck charm or something.
3: Yeah, he's like turned him into a battery basically maybe.
2: <laughs> um and then we get a uh, sicko, evil old lady moira um which is fun.
3: Yeah, this is similar to like what uh Steve Fox did with the evil alternate um fuck what's her name?
2: Maddie, Madeline,
3: Ma- yeah, evil alternate Madeline in um the Dark X Men,
2: yeah, um, and I I think it it's the the thing here of the mission they've been sent on is to find out you know Prodigy get all of Moira's memories, and they've been told it so they can go talk to Moira Ten before she uh like goes evil and trying to adjust things there but um in rise charles was saying he's gonna go kill moira before she exists so or before she manifests powers so it's like either he he's lying in one of these stories and uh, i would think this is the one that's more likely um because yeah, sending these people out and being like, yeah, get, get these memories so we can just go have a nice talk to Moira, and we can just uh, sort things out. Yeah, um, and like,
3: I mean, he's more likely, who did he tell in, in Rise, Doug or Rasputin? Rasputin. Yeah, and Rasputin is the one character that, like, has never had any sort of relationship with Moira or anyone close to Moira, um, and would probably be the most willing to, like, die for Charles. <laughs> At this point in, like, our story.
2: Yeah, or die for uh, the, the timeline. Like, the cause, yeah. yeah. Like, she was made to be a hero <laughs> uh, in, yeah, that very literal way.
3: And she's out of her own space and time already, so she doesn't really have any major connections, aside from the the one she's starting to form right now, but, like, she could be much more willing to like do what she's kind of already done a second time, like, she's already lost all of her shit. Um, so it's it, she's be she's an easy mark for Charles, is I guess the point I'm making.
2: <laughs> um, and I did, um, Moira just having a big axe that's also is going to let her time travel somehow. Uh, that rocks. <laughs> Just like I put put every I I went around and got a load of corpses and now I'm gonna like fashion it together into a like big weird axe that'll let me time travel. But hell yeah, yeah. That's that's some dumb comics bullshit. There's a like. there's
0: a data page of all the cool metals that are in the eggs.
3: Yeah, the that's end. silly, but <laughs> but it's silly in a way. I'm like I I I like more than like some of the other. Metal silliness,
0: yeah, and it's like you know it's one of those where I'm like, okay, is a page I don't like need to read super carefully
2: Got yeah, all it's, you can ads, just like read the the headings and yeah. you get the gist of what's going on.
3: all the ads were for like other number ones, too, which is preferable, aside from the very end of each page, which has been the incredible m and m. What's that? Is that it's a comic? like it's the green. It's no. It's just an it's advertisement just an ad for M and M's that looks like like a comic of the green. Yeah, M&M's the green M M&M and is the Hulk. Yeah,
0: that's very yeah funny. yeah. Hey,
2: physical comics were a mistake.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't have don't have anything else about this one. Let's yeah. I just want to
3: like look through my resurrect notes really quick, Magneto cuz I did actually make notes on this one and none of the other books aside from this one. <laughs> uh
2: I think it's cool it's it's cool that the X-Men base is in Anacanti which is the the big space whales that uh, the Brood enslaved and that it's the whole arc Storm of Storm literally of
3: was reborn as one of before being turned back yeah. into herself. Um, oh, he's fucking kind fucking rocks, of like the a, brood. A mom, to like the star child. <laughs> I love that story. It's so it's so off the rails with its kind of like alien, like what aliens do in it in a great way. Um. Yeah. I I also like that. Like. We talked about Jubilee's jacket already, but it's it's sick that they're all in the classic like yellow and gold with like their own variation and then she gets to have the one pop color. <laughs> but I hope that like um other ones of the characters maybe get like I hope they there's an outfit change at one point so we can see more color on the other people, especially Frenzy, because like I feel like in Sword and the Hellfire Gala and everything, she's had that really like iconic sky blue added to her character. And I would like to see more of that, like,
0: yeah, get some uh, more cool jackets,
3: get some more cool jackets,
0: yeah,
2: power Ranger style, everyone gets a color.
0: <laughs> I would like that yeah, well, this is this is this is just a fun team
3: <laughs> I liked Cannonball's um little Christian boy Southern moment, where he was like, "You can't be a burning bush for me, Rachel,
2: yeah, that was a bit uh... Uh, too, too, too American for me
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the right kind of hillbilly shit that I want to see every once in a while
0: <laughs> yeah I mean reading those reading those accents uh, that are written like that is always a uh...
3: Rachel you don't understand I have the Christian guilt I have Christian guilt Rachel you cannot show up on the screen looking like that with that flaming bush filter. Then... She's just
2: like... All right, let's... My, guy, my whole thing is I'm on fire all the time. Let's, let's
0: resurrect Magneto. <laughs>
2: let's... I'm gonna
3: have to go to the Presbyterian church next week just to get this out of my gosh darn head.
0: I mean, speaking of, you know...
2: Yeah, it's a whole, you it's know, a whole other... You know
0: a guy who was resurrected. I, 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 know, I know a certain guy who was resurrected. Um... And uh, it, was a, it was a whole thing.
3: <laughs> Forgot about that guy.
1: Alright,
2: <laughs> uh, Resurrection of Magneto 1. Uh, <laughs> written by Al Ewing, art by Luciano Vecchio, colors by David Curiel. Storm has what she believes to be a prophetic dream of Magneto in some sort of afterlife and decides to attempt to help him. Blue Marvel and Taya of the Defenders are able to use a portal and Apocalypse magic to send her to the waiting room, where she encounters Tarn and Ashake before following Magneto to the Realm of Judgment. She's questioned by other Dominions who are worried about the rise of Enigma, but escapes their attention and arrives in the place she saw Magneto. Um. Yeah, this shit rocks.
4: This is this such is a just... good book. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um... Even just, like, seeing uh, Blue Marvel and Taya, I'm like, ah, yes, let's go. Defenders Beyond, we've got, like, these these weirdos back for a few pages. Um,
0: I need to fucking read like, Defenders Beyond, like, that's what I was thinking while I'm reading this, like... <laughs> oh, you made it a style yeah,
2: sequel do. to Defenders
0: Beyond? Great.
3: Yeah, it is. And there's like two or three defenders beyond moments in this one in the book too, because there's also the um, the Beyonder Council or whatever they were called. Yeah, um, seen through the one uh, Dominion window.
0: Are the defenders I having kind of a moment, because like one of those other books also had a uh, this happened in defenders in 1980.
3: Oh, and there's a uh, in the Doctor Strange that's coming out, there's, like, a secret Defenders being introduced, and in Avengers Twilight, the, like, underground group of people that are still working to be, like, good heroes are called the Defenders, so... I don't know, maybe there is just a Defenders... Like, I kind of feel like there's... Maybe there's an Avengers phobia forming, uh, because of, uh, like, the MCU being, like, kind of tired
0: yeah because I, I, the this, I'm just creating just this grand
3: boring. I'm creating this grand theory because it's like similar to like um it's similar to how in DC right now the titans are taking mm-hmm. center stage you know like yeah I don't know. I I feel like a, a couple of years ago the defenders were were not on my radar as much as they are in the last
2: like two weeks. Yeah, I mean they're not well, on they do anybody's. Have a massive history. Yeah, <laughs> like... but
0: like they've been the team that like just didn't quite like didn't really take off, right? Like, I I, I know yeah. Ewing said repeatedly that the defenders are his favorite team. Uh, ever, well, the point of them I...
2: was always. They're just, like, a few people who got sort of forced together yeah. Yeah, at a certain get, time. Yeah, like,
3: it's a reluctant thing, which is, like, a great framing device for good stories. So I'm sure there's, like, a lot of Defender shit out there that rocks. But I've o- I've only read Defenders beyond, like, that's the only Defender shit I've ever read, aside from maybe one or two issues here and there. Avengers is just, like, is. fully,
0: like, I, I guess, like once i uh, once i manage to like get back to the hickman verse stuff and read like his avengers and new avengers i might like get on board but i'm so done with avengers currently like i dropped off the jed mckay book um i i've been playing midnight suns and like a lot of that game is like a social sim where you're like leveling up friendship points with other characters and like the Avengers characters are like the ones I never want to hang out with like
2: it's just that was my feeling as well
0: Steve and Carol especially like those two are just so boring in that well they're not just like
3: popular comic book characters but they've also been like some of them household names for like the last 10-15 like since, like, 2010 or whatever. No, for sure. 11, whenever that movie came out. So it is, it's just so natural, I feel like, for almost everybody to kind of be tired of them.
0: I mean, this comic doesn't exactly start with fucking, like, the other two did. Um, It's just, like, post nut, I guess.
2: It's just, like, nice domestic, like...
3: (laughs) Yeah, the intimacy here isn't, it's, the context of them being like mostly nude is like, yeah, maybe they fucked tonight. Yes, they probably did, but like they
0: definitely did. They
3: just were sleeping, you know. <laughs> and then like, and it's kind of like supposed to be like intimate on top of that. <laughs> it's a better way to imply fucking than having someone come into the room is to join the characters coming into the room and then drop their after. clothes. Yeah, yeah. Like we we know fucking happens. Yeah. We don't need if we if we want to specify it as happened in the screen. This is a better way to do it. Make
0: a like with the Avengers book, like the the crossover event, like with the Blood hunt, Like make a like r-rated version where like you show full penetration. Like just a couple of <laughs> a couple of extra pages. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll be doing that one anytime soon, but, Well, you they know. could probably get it, like,
3: <laughs> sponsored by Adam and Eve or whatever to show the peg that... sell out a similar peg that Emma is using on Tony.
0: Oh, yeah, that was the thing we talked about.
3: Yeah. I forgot I already, already made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fresh, <laughs> fresh one.
0: No, I'm not sure if you made the exact one. I just forgot that the that there's that, a, a similar we talked one for about. sure yeah um yeah i don't have a lot to it's just good it's just good comics
3: it's it's kind of hard to talk about the issue because it's it's dense it's
0: very dense
3: in a good way yeah like storm is literally traveling into an afterlife confronting the most recent intimate killing she's she's made happen and then being confronted by her god all in service of, like, saving a complicated man that she's grown to be very close friends with unexpectedly over several years of being forced together for the same cause. You know, how do you exactly express your emotions about that type of story? (laughs) Like,
2: Uh, uh, it fucking rules. (laughs) I think it's uh, one thing that stood out to me is, like, The way this expands on what the waiting room actually is, and you know, says that the waiting room isn't the be all end all of like the afterlife, that and that mutants aren't trapped by it, (laughs) which is not a thing that was agency
3: and choice,
2: yeah, which is not a thing that you like. I don't know, you wouldn't have assumed the negative version of it, maybe, but it is cool to have it on um, on the page that like, you know, in, in the waiting room, there is the choice and, you know, some people don't want to come back. Some people, um, don't have the same or have a different idea of the afterlife or their faith doesn't have to do with this. Um, and, you know, they have their own thing going on. Um, and, uh, the art of Tarn in the like when he's going full like horrific monster is so cool. Yeah. It's
3: super cool. He looks-Cause he's great. just like
2: made of mouths.
3: He's made of um, metal like shark teeth mouths. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs>
2: yeah and the that like storm beats him by having already beaten him and it's like oh you you couldn't change who i was before so you can't change who we, who i am now because this is where like metaphor becomes reality i love that sort of understanding of magic and the way that is represented
3: so we also had the the tarot card stuff that holly
0: yeah. has do you want to read that
3: has sent us messages about yeah let's read that quick we because we had the tarot in regular x-men yeah i mean, which we weren't as hot on because um, no. this is a lot more subtle yeah
0: this is just integrated into the story and uses it like imagine a version of this where you like turn the page and then there's just a tarot card that says magneto the hanged man and then just like no <laughs> just not referenced for the rest of it like, it's at also all.
2: like just before we talk about he stuff I was just like I did the, the tarot stuff did not register no. to me until I mean, now, I, now
0: that I see it written out I'm like yeah of course
2: but I I looked up um, I mentioned before uh, I the time I looked up some stuff and uh, I saw the comments about how X-Men Red was going to turn into a kaiju fight and that was bad uh, it was this site called uh, House uh, House to Astonish, um, oh, which I does know. little like breakdowns. I literally know breakdowns. the guy
0: who, like, I've been on his podcast.
2: Oh, great! Because um, I yo invite him on ours. <laughs> I just I just looked on it um, because specifically there's the bit where uh, Storm says. Um, or like Blue Marvel's like, oh yeah, you want to borrow my thing again? Um, and I was like, I wonder when that happened. And the like note for that on House of Sonish is like, yeah, this is a two panel thing from X Men Gold number 17. There's it's insane that it's like mentioned, <laughs> which is very <laughs> funny. Um, because yeah, that, that website has really nice, just like page by page and panel by panel breakdowns of like what is being referenced by things that are being said um and occasionally i just like to look at it for to see when something specific is being referenced and understand like where the reference is coming from um and i wanted to just give them a a shout out because i like they also had a breakdown of all the tarot stuff which actually was i think holly's is a bit more in depth but um i uh that was when I was like oh there's tarot stuff going on here I don't know shit about tarot so
0: yeah I think <laughs> uh, I, I don't know the, there's tarot in that the, I'm looking at, at the website like L does uh, the podcast and uh, I think the guy who writes the annotations is his co-host because um, those are written by the one named Paul I haven't actually listened to house to astonish because I was on his discord podcast Uh but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very funny I'm connection gonna check, to check have. that
3: podcast out for sure. I
0: mean, it's it's uh it's Scotland's oldest uh, comic book podcast. And I don't know how many Scottish comic, comic book podcasts there are. So
3: I'll probably listen to their Discworld podcast too. Like, cause, <laughs> I've been good. reading the Discworld books slowly over time and listening to they like, Lost they have so much uh, along with my they have Kiran
0: Gillen on on like one episode. Oh, that's sick. So she probably listen to that one.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, before I get into Holly's stuff, I'm gonna say that I kind of recognized there was tarot things going on, and tried to Google it, and didn't have the words, so I was just Googling, like, five crowns tarot, <laughs> and then I was getting, like like, sound equipment, or something. <laughs> like, random shit, unrelated to, like, mm. what I was looking up. So I'm so glad that... Holly found this and that other people posted about it online cuz I do not did not even have the language to parse how to. Yeah, look Google this up. can
0: be <laughs> very unhelpful if you have like a specific thing in your head that you're trying to just like describe uh, and trying to find something it's not, and it, it's just going like, to be like wasn't
3: even like yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, so Holly has has broken it down for us. She says Magneto during spiritual dissection is in the image of the Hanged Man. Most relevant interpretation from the tarot, in her opinion, is that of the New Perspectives. Uh, He is being observed from an alien perspective. Um, The first and last page are in the image of the Five of Cups, which is what I was trying to Google. Um, I was Googling like Five of Crowns, which is not a thing, Um, which is interpretation of sorrow over past events and focusing on the Three Cups, Crowns, that have fallen over the two that still stand um and also relevant is that both Storm and Magnevito don't wear their helmet slash headpiece very often during X-Men Red uh no crowns on Araco. which has been expressed like through the text as no thrones but yeah absolutely no crowns like that's a good pulling together themes by the the writers right now
0: So on the last page where Magneto does the, like, kind of anime screaming pose. Yeah, um, with the blood in his eyes. Yeah, it looks like very, like, Berserk or, like.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's actually also a thing that I looked on that website for, because I was like, have people recognized any of these names? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I was going to ask about the names.
2: But uh, I think what they said was, like, so far, none of them have been recognized. The, the sort of probable thing is that these are just random people that Magneto has killed, which is kind of what I would assume. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got to be a best, like, because,
0: like, 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 how does, like, uh, Ewan come up with all these? Or, like, the letter, maybe it was, like, like, Clayton, or I don't know, like, who came up with the names, but it's like, are they, like, People, was he like, hey, write me, a, write me an email with your name and maybe I'll put you in a panel that needs many names in the background, like...
2: <laughs> Are you just a random name generator? Yeah. Just, like, give it some parameters. Or maybe Clayton um, just,
0: like, oh, put this out of his head. Like, that is also possible. There's, there's, there's people who can just come up with a lot of names.
3: Yeah. It's like that Tumblr post. That's like, I'd really love to be the random number generator guy. Whoever has that (laughs) job, I'm so good at it. And then they just type like a bunch of sets of like nine random numbers together. Uh,
2: Um, I do have uh my my like large or my ending prediction for this or is I do think like. When Magneto is fully back and his interaction with the main uh, rise and fall stuff, I feel like he's coming back as a voice of mercy, because like, you know him, him, Charles and Moira are where it all starts. It's not going to end without all three of them coming together again. And I think Magneto as the, historically the person who has been you know, done the most direct killing other people and harm being part of him coming back and saying, you know, no more killing people, no more we're not going to solve this by just killing Moira before (laughs) she's manifests the powers. That's not a way that we're going to solve this. You know, we're not going to live, we're not just going to delete all the hard work we did. Uh, That's sort of my Yes, for where we're going, which I don't think is too out there or anything. It's just them, um, especially seeing him, you know, suffer through the punishment that he maybe thinks he deserves. Um,
1: and also the. The whole thing of just like.
2: Maybe going here is an act of like cruelty, maybe bringing Magneto back to life when he has said he did not want to come back to life uh, is not a good thing to do um, yeah. is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just a really good conflict and a really good place to be starting. This is like, even if this is a good thing to do, even if you get to Magneto and he says, hell yeah, I want to come back to the fight because of how bad it's gotten. He still could have had peace and you're tearing him away for that.
3: Well, I I kind of like came at it from a different perspective, where I thought Magneto kind of like went to find his peace and found more not peace. Like
2: I think that's also yeah,
3: like like the world's not done with him, so him trying to move on, he has to like it's either that or he's like in a very like traditional way, he needs to atone for his sin. Is kind of what the last page implies, but I don't necessarily.
0: Well, we're gonna get more insight on that next issue because i just like looked i i was trying to see if you mentioned something about those names at the back uh in his newsletter and he and he has not but he does uh he does say that uh storm gets the odd numbered issues So next month we'll see magneto's view on all of this
3: that's sick that'll be awesome
0: yeah Hi.
3: there are six issues of this right is that
0: a five or a six? I'm
3: not Do sure. Know?
2: I, th- I think five, but I don't know where I'm. Okay. I, I'm I'm pulling that out of nowhere. Yeah. A um, uh, small thing also when they go to visit Blue Marvel, um, or when she goes to one that like like Tuca just appears on all the screens and then. Uh, storm gets popped in like it was just like Lactuca was like yeah I'll just drop you in there don't worry about any of the defenses or anything like that um and
1: where is it um the reiteration
2: of um in x-men red there was the thing of uh you weren't there you know, the the people of Araco not being willing to accept the, the mutants of Earth because they didn't go through everything that they did and, you know, they didn't understand it. And the, like, Fisher King philosophy being you weren't there, you were somewhere else fighting the same battle, doing the same, going through the same stuff. And there's just a line, uh, but yeah. Adam nods politely. The words have heavy meaning for me, each one ring with history, blood and sacrifice, but to him there are only sounds. He wasn't there but he's here now <laughs> and so am i and it's like yeah he wasn't there for those fights but he's here for this fight and he's helping out so like uh the he is of araco he is participating and i always really like that stuff um that's good good thing for it to be dropped in here um there's also a bit of like um trust someone as an enemy in the like magneto Storm flashback, which is the same thing that's going on in Immortal Thor. Um, and uh, the actual start of Defenders, um, the first series, or the first five issue mini that uh, Al Ewing did, also had a bunch of tarot stuff at the start, because it's like magical tarot cards that tell them who the team is to put together. Uh, so there's another connection there that uh We just have to been look brought at... Forward
3: all of these books and then we'll get the whole set
2: uh also there's just like a other at front of discord i'm in where i've seen someone talking or who's been reading Al Ewing books and uh they like finished defenders beyond and were like i bet this has something to do with enigma because they hadn't read like uh they hadn't finished immortal and x-men uh-huh. Red yet and i was just like god damn it, can't believe they called that
3: <laughs> Sick. That. that's
2: awesome <laughs> well done or like they, they they specifically were like oh i think this this like fifth uh thing is to do with the four sinisters that exist mm-hmm. um i was like oh damn nice damn
0: <laughs> uh, yeah uh i would of, never have called that shit speaking of four uh this is a four issue series so oh okay okay,
3: okay. cool um I want to shout out, like, the image where Storm is kind of, like, falling through that, like, out-of-time, out-of-space space. space. Um, Like, I really love that the uh, dominions, like, that are being represented, if I'm understanding what's on that page, right? uh, They all look like, like, mines, like, underwater submerged, like, those spike ball mines, like... The like the most prominent image I can think of where that I've seen them before is Finding Nemo, but like they're they're a real thing. So <laughs> yeah. uh and but like I the texturing on them also kinda looks a little bit like the phalanx, like yellow and black texturing that you see where it's digital, but here it is it's it's red, um, or and, and like a soft orange, um to stand out. Uh and it also like, I don't know, it like points to the digitalness of, like, Enigma's Dominion, at least. And it's um, a really good I, contrast it, All the imagery with... is so cool, Yeah, but this, that's my favorite one. The
0: sequence of pages is just really sick.
3: Yeah, I also really like the moment where uh, Storm uh, kills uh, the, the big guy. What's his name? Fuck. Tarn. Uh, I really like the page where- it, the wine where Storm kills Tarn because she's like, we're on clouds, dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: That's like the uh, funniest moment in the book. Really cool. Yeah.
2: Also, the bit where uh, Storm's falling and she's just like going through all of her different outfits. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Love absolutely. that stuff. Yeah,
0: there's a good amount of that. Like, you know, we also have that with like Magneto when she's thinking about, well, is he a friend or not? And we have like these flashbacks too, like past interactions they've had like you know obviously from a promenade ewing book you're gonna get a lot of like history stuff but it's just like woven in like really nicely
2: uh I, I was just gonna say on the like dominion stuff the way that that like technological really sort of the harshness uh contrasts with the you know dreamy like heaven Bits that have come before is really stark and it's like the sudden page turn into just like you're in technological hell world uh, is really effective it's really cool
1: alright
3: do we have is that I'm ready to wrap up yeah (laughs) let's talk about uh, what else have we been reading or what do we want to like shout out um, in general,
0: yeah, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to uh, Catwoman, Lonely City by Cliff Chang. Uh, written, drawn, lettered, colored, everything. Cliff Chang, Cliff Chang did everything on it. Um, uh, and it's really great. It's like it's it's the DC Black Label book I mentioned earlier. So you can hear Catwoman say "fucking that," uh, but it's like it's like an alternate future being like kind of a Dark Knight Returns type thing of uh, this is a future where or like a reality where like there was an event that in which Batman and the Joker and Nightwing and um, I think those were the main ones maybe maybe one of the Robin I think one of the Robins as well Damian uh, they all died and Catwoman got in prison uh, because she was somehow implicated in it, and uh, Harvey Dent was elected mayor, and he basically turned Gotham into a police state, but he was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a good guy now, I'm, but, but it's just for the security. And, you know, this picks up where Catwoman gets out of jail after ten years. So we get, like, an older Catwoman, you know, very Dark Knight Return style. It's just, it's just really good. I mean, Cliff Chang is, uh, he's he's most known for Paper Girls, like he drew he drew that. Oh, I was I, trying I to remember. Paper yeah. Yeah. yeah, Paper
2: Girls looks so good.
0: Yeah, so you get that from from Catwoman in the City, like it's. Uh, that would be,
3: yeah, that sounds sick. It's
0: it it's one of those things where I was like, I was really wishing, like, I hope I hope Tom Breward has someone on, on his radar to uh to get for the for like for a book like this because it's it's really like just a really solid like uh you know comic that you don't need to have like all the universe baggage thing like completely standalone story it's four oversized issues so um it's it's the black label format is like a bit wider as well so it's like a uh a big book and yeah just this just looks really great so that's that's my recommendation
3: i uh i've been full on movie pills the last couple of weeks i've been spending all my free time with movies yeah, listening to
0: great movie podcasts
3: yeah we're not gonna get into that but um i do want to uh i just want to shout out uh boy in the heron because i think it was my favorite movie from last year i think it should have gotten an Oscar yeah. <laughs> nomination for best picture. It's ridiculous that he's never been even considered for best director, especially on this one where he like is in director mode more than ever before because he can't do as much um on his own. Uh but like I don't know. They go into that a lot on the blank check pod about in the Heron. Uh and um I don't know. I also uh, Avengers Ink finished, and I, I thought it ended in a good good spot. Um, I liked Avengers Inc. I'm gonna. I'm kind of bummed it's not gonna be ongoing. But
0: yeah, yeah. Boy and the Heron is like the uh, all those like all those like I, this is the first like Miyazaki movie I saw on the big screen. Uh, just like all those painted backgrounds were just so pretty. Like that. That. Well, that's what it, really stuck I think. Out it's, to so, me.
3: it's so. It's so. Rare that you get a movie about a child that is clearly meant to be meant for
0: adults, yeah
3: adult meant for adults, and I think one of the things about animation that's so great is you don't have to worry about having a child actor that's bad mm-hmm. um <laughs> like, like or even like a good child actor that like that you still get the chance to take away a lot of that ambiguity of emotion, yeah, like something I noticed when I was watching Anatomy of a Fall. Mm-hmm. Was that a couple of times, like, the, the boy actor in that does an incredible job, but um, a couple of times I wasn't quite sure what his emotion was supposed to be, and I think that was intentional for that that story, but um, I think, like, in Boy in the Heron you get, like, the clarity of the kid's emotions all the way through. Like, it's not like uh, uh, one is better than the other comparison, yeah. it's just like, a, here's here's how to express, like, what I mean.
0: And the, the other thing I loved about it is just, like, Miyazaki's, uh, or, like, his, like, you know, t- team of animators, I guess, like, their ability to come up with weird creatures that are still also, like, silly and fun. Like, even the, <laughs> even the evil ones, like, I was clapping at the, like, stupid parrots, like, stupid evil parrots, uh, like,
3: I mean I didn't post this one in the but I like I literally <laughs> oh, got yeah. two Miyazaki tattoos over the last couple of weeks so I got a, a Kodama from uh the Princess Mononoke and I got a suit sprite from um, which is on my ankle <laughs> Ugh. Yeah um but I got I got two Miyazaki tattoos in the last couple of weeks and like it wasn't even really like a planned thing; they were just like part of a flash <laughs> sale. Um, but and they're my first tattoos. Like it's so silly to just like go out and get and grab at once. like whatever is out there. But um, I was just like, no, I've like really cared about these movies for a long time, and like this is a, they're they're kind of perfect. So yeah,
2: I just sick I'm tattoos
3: gonna keep carrying through my love of like. This man's interpretation of of kind of like fantasy and, um, like injecting magic into like some some things that are traditionally very mundane. Um, and in Boy in the Heron, he goes all out and he's like, like this is what a a wild I don't know. fucking no, I lost the my trail. Of thought
0: <laughs> I think it's easily like up uh, up there with his best. Like I I think it's it's one of his yeah. like three or four best probably
3: well and i think in his other best movies he's um he's definitely like meditating on a lot of like philosophies but i think when you find out he he was he was still trying to figure out what he was trying to say as he was making that this movie you can feel that in the movie and i think that's also a really unique feeling because i do think a lot of artists end up figuring out what they're trying to say about a subject along the way But literally trying to define like legacy and and death in your own terms, which is like the major themes of the films, there aren't answers to those things. Like. And that's sick, like that you just like kind of swim in that ambiguity. And yet it's also kind of satisfying because we all share that ambiguity, you know, that's like the thing I connected to in the moment in that movie. plus all the like all the there's just so many fun guys like yeah. those parrot guys yeah
1: yeah
2: it's great
3: yeah
2: um yeah it was re- very cool to actually be able to see that in the cinema as well just like again first time I've been able to see a Miyazaki movie or, oh yeah or me too. Ghibli movie
3: yeah
2: um it was it was even in IMAX for like 2 days but those those showings were absolutely packed out. And I was like, nah, I'm not not doing that. Um, uh, my recommendation is uh, Citizen Sleeper, which is a game. Uh, it's on Game Pass, actually. Um, it's like a very small narrative game about you are a sleeper which is basically a robot that was made by corporations as a loophole uh, where they upload someone's personality into the robot and then the personality or the the original person is just like cryogenically frozen and gets to make money whenever the uh, the sleeper eventually stops being able to function Um, and it's just like a horrific way of exploiting uh, people for labor and you're like one that has shown up on this space station you don't really know how you got there and you just have to like scrabble about to survive and make money and figure out a way to either like create a life for yourself on the space station or find a way off um and leave in a way where you won't be chased down by the corporation because you're their property basically um and it's just a lot of really Cool evocative writing about, you know, uh finding community, finding um place and like trying to survive in like gig economy stuff where you're like mouth you're just like bouncing between different jobs and like going day to day trying to figure out if you'll be able to feed yourself the next day. Um and like the game system is kind of based on uh like fortune in the dark games, which I don't know if any of you are familiar. The tabletop system. Yeah, got yeah, one
3: on my shelf. Over oh, Forging the, yeah. the Dark, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, like, you are slowly filling up clocks by uh, completing actions and sort of building up to larger things. Um, that's just a really great, like, th- uh, there's, there's multiple different endings and I kind of ended up seeing all of them and they're all uh, different sort of, uh either leaving or staying and figuring out what that means to you for, for like a, through a different sort of direction um it's just really really cool uh it has lovely art as well there's like each character has just a gorgeous like character pi- picture um for when they're talking to you um, that looks like really cool just I'll, I'll just weird like cybernetic or like people covered in junk in that like very like shitty sci-fi way that I always really like um yeah
1: great game
3: Alright, I'm gonna, I'll ask Holly if she has a recommendation, and if she does, it'll be in the description. Uh, Dear listener, my enemy.
0: I'm gonna do, uh, my my Uh, recommendation from Holly is tarot cards.
3: (laughs) 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 Um, but thank you for listening to Hated and Feared. Uh, Janos, what's our intro music again? Is it
0: Welcome to My Island by Caroline Polacek with some other sounds that you put in?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what's our outro Kiwi, music? Uh, <laughs> I did post what it was gonna be already, if you scroll up real far, I think.
0: Oh past my Oh is, this, is it the Art of War by uh
3: Yeah by Liu, Liu and, and also Wuten 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 Clan. Clan. I don't
0: know what what, yeah. what collaboration was this?
3: It's like it was on my release radar. That's how I, I found it. Oh, but I like the. Um, I don't know what this they, is. They <laughs> uh, they sample uh, an audio segment of Mash, the show, the sitcom Mash, um, and I just thought it was kind of like a, f- a funny, tangentially related to war, saber tooth war. It goes in, you know.
0: I guess this is a <laughs> that's, new this a new process. clan collaboration. Yeah, it's like kind that's of an interesting. <laughs>
3: It's an interesting track because she covers um, like some of the lyrics directly as like an homage to ODB um. But, like, I don't know. The, the Wu-Tang went through, like, such a weird period yeah, in their yeah, own yeah. careers where they, like, were kind of dicks. Yeah, like, the secret album. Not, how to not be
0: dicks. Uh, you know? Uh, what <laughs> was that? Like, the, was it an NFT album? I don't think it was an NFT. It was no, just, they,
3: like... No, like, it was way before NFTs. They just sold yeah, yeah. an album <laughs> that they only made one copy of. They, like, proto nft I mean, th- and it. got bo- <laughs> it got bought by an evil guy who, like, yeah, yeah, was... Yeah. St- like it was the guy who was responsible for hiking up the price of uh insulin. Yes. In the US. Yeah, like an evil yeah. and we, an evil weird, weird guy. And it's like who, who did you expect <laughs> to buy your super expensive album, guys? I mean, I'm very
0: with Wu-Tang, like the first album is so good and then I I have listened yeah. to a couple of their solo albums, but I haven't listened to any of their other uh albums as well. Yeah, band. I just
3: like I started liking them just because of like their Hulu show. I kind of like I liked how they framed their story within it, um, and they Can like. you seen the movie? Ghost do Dog? a good job of. No, I haven't. You should. Like happen? it has. Uh, okay. The, the
0: RZA wrote the soundtrack for it, and it's very good.
3: Oh yeah, the RZA does a ton of soundtracks. He's really good at. What like, he's he's just an incredible like. Uh, i don't know the word (laughs) yeah i don't know shit about music uh resist robot arms are cool rate us on itunes
2: robot arms are cool
3: robot arms are cool (laughs) cool. resist Resist. rate us on itunes Uh, you can leave a one-star review and i won't ask you to change it
0: uh what was that hated xvgmail.com
3: yes
1: First class. First class. Mike, you don't wanna take it away and pushing panties to the side. Let's do something dignified. Can't decide between Shibuya be or
2: a time, countryside, huh? And I'm the definition of keeping it low key. Never even heard of me, but got all of my heroes doing songs with me. And I don't take advice from people doing less than me. I look in the mirror
3: and see I've in reading history. So what you wanna do? My move, y'all move.
4: Everyone got something to lose, something to prove, a vice to put. Pass
2: me the booze or drugs to abuse. All's fair and love and war. All the troops just washed ashore. And some vintage Dior. iPhones in store. Always come back for more to settle the score. That's the art of war.
0: So well, the best idea is to combine the best of all styles, knit them together, so their strengths cancel out all their weaknesses. Hey! Judy, hey! a, genital, a, like Andre, a splash of pineapple with a whole get the
2: feeling of the war going on. There's always a war going on. War is the world's favorite spectator sport. Oh, everybody knows war is hell.
0: War isn't hell.
2: War is war and hell is
0: hell. And the two, war is a lot worse. What do you figure
2: that out? Easy, Bob. Tell me, who goes to hell? Sinners, I believe. Exactly. There are no innocent bystanders in hell. The war is shot full of them.
3: Little kids, cripples, old ladies. In fact, except for a few of the brass, almost everybody
2: involved is an innocent bystander. Well, I'm not. I'm here because my country needs me. You won't get this X-Men experience anywhere else, no doubt about it.